don't want to. I don't want to get into it too much. But tonight we're going to party like it's 1959. <laughs> it's uh, I. You know, everyone's talking about the Roe v. Wade abortion thing. Um, I don't have much to add to it. And I mean, I have a ton. Well, to you add were to very it. sweet to call me and say you were concerned. Yeah, because now I can't get an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I called Robin when the decision came out, and we had a long conversation. And I, and somewhere in there, I said to her, "You know, I'm worried about you." And Robin goes, "Why?" You know, she, you know, I'm always lecturing her about her immune system and blah blah blah. She goes, "Why are you worried about me?" I said, "Robin, with your sexuality, if you get pregnant, I'm just reminding you, you cannot get an abortion." And she said, "Thank you, Howard." And then, of That's course, so you went kind. into her. I, you know, I wouldn't have thought yeah. of it myself. <laughs> yeah, I hope you, I hope other guys are doing that, calling the women and letting them know <laughs> time to close shop. <laughs> oh my God! You know, listen, I don't want to get too deep into it. I know people have political opinions. I know most people agree with me. I read the polls, but um, I said to Robin, and I hate to say this, but but I said to her, I'm actually going to probably have to run for president now. And she goes, I and know. then my wife I was trying to push him into it earlier. Now yeah. he's reluctantly stepping well, up. Well, my wife said, oh, no, you don't. I don't want to be first lady. Let Robin be first lady. I said to Robin, are you prepared to be first lady? And I believe you accepted. You were ready. I said, no, Beth has to be first lady. I'm no. not cut out for the job. No, you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll, I mean, there's certain services you'll need to provide as first well, lady. All right. <laughs> On my knees in the Oval Office. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. But, uh, you know, I, the only reason oh, I would oh, run, oh. and I, start, I went into a long-winded speech over the weekend to Robin about how I am going to do the very simple thing that will set the country straight. One vote, one person, no more of this electoral college. I'm getting rid of it. And then Robin said, well, can you do that as president? And I said, I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> I'm sure I could do. You know, the problem with most presidents, they, they have too big of an agenda. The only agenda I would have is to make the country fair again. This whole mess that we're in with that um, lightweight Clarence Thomas, who's been sitting there like Darth Vader, dormant, waiting for other kooks to join the Supreme Court. And waiting and waiting through the decades until and he and he saw this um, uh, uh, Kavanaugh get on and Comey Bryant, Coney Bryant, whatever the fuck her name is. And I don't know how it happens like this. He all of a sudden go to them in some dark hole and go. So uh, I know you guys promised a bunch of these senators you would never uh, go back on precedent, that you would never go back on Roe v. Wade. But uh, you guys were kidding, right? You got to be ready. That was a wink, wink, right? You were just right. saying that, right? Now, it's very hard to have a Supreme Court that has openly lied. <laughs> well, you know, you, they play. Well, you've all that's seen what it. it is, Howard. It wasn't breaking a promise. That Those were lies. They knew what they yeah. were all about. <laughs> now, you don't mind if I lie to you or Robin lies to you. But when the Supreme Court goes into lying publicly, it really does undermine everything because they sat there on TV and said they would never change roe v wade uh, i could play you the clip i'm not going to play it you've probably seen it although we found a friend who uh, has not yet heard about all this we we told him that uh, there was a, the supreme court outlawed abortion and he went you're kidding when did this tell me about this when did it happen yeah we found someone we found really? a friend yes well i had him locked up uh, i said listen <laughs> i was like something wrong with you been? yeah 
Well, um, I don't know. So here's the thing. Real quick, uh, it's not so quick, and I don't want to get into it too much. If we uh, take a hard look at this thing that we're in now, this is so heavy, it is so deep, that this uh, these these appointed judges by Trump were appointed by a president who lost the popular vote by 3 million votes. This is where we get into trouble. If you go back in history, the um, the Senate, which is filled with a bunch of guys who you know are from states that hardly have any population, refused Obama a Supreme Court justice, even though he was the president. They got away with that. Then Trump comes in after losing to Hillary for by 3 million votes. A guy who lost the vote won the election. How long can we keep electing people who lost the election? It doesn't make it. We have a free election. And then the guy who wins, is the, win. is, he had less votes. I mean, yeah. that's the problem. It's, that's the whole problem. The mood of the country, the rationale, or the or the even the 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 country is not bad. This Taliban government that has gotten in is by the minority, and we got this Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett who never would have seen the Supreme Court. And now I'll give you a couple of examples of why this is so horrible. And everyone keeps going, well, if a woman gets raped or a woman um, has an incest with a, you know, an uncle gets her pregnant. Forget that. That's an easy. That's a slam dunk. What about everyday women who go to their doctor and they find out that the baby has horrible birth defects? And you've got a three month window. Basically, you get amniocentesis. Science can now tell you there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens. And if you want reality, go to try to get your kids special services if your kid is special needs. I'm Howard Stern, and I can't get these special. You got to sign up. You can barely get into these programs. It takes years to get eligible. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because our Republican friends don't even like helping the babies that are here. As George Carlin infamously said, yes, they love the fetus. But as soon as the baby's here and it has a problem and it has no money and has no parents who want them, forget it. They're not going to they're not going to spend it. Fuck you. Right. I told you, I saw this woman um, with a Stepford wife smile on her face. She's in Congress. I don't know what her name is, but she's like, today. I woke up and the world had changed. Mm. And all now that the babies are safe. Babies. The babies aren't safe. Right. We are going to take care of the women who have them, the mothers. We're going to enact laws that support them and take care of them. I said, aren't you in the in the party that hates social programs? Yeah, well, she didn't want to hear that. (laughs) Well, this is Trump's legacy. I hope he's happy. Back alley yeah, abortions. Yeah, a bunch of nutcases. Because I was like, this woman mm. is deranged. She yeah, doesn't well, even know what party she's in. He's deranged. These justices are deranged. 
Clarence Thomas is talking. I don't even know what he's talking about. He's going to undo gay rights, you know, gay marriage. He's going to undo oh, yeah, he's coming contraception. We got the I Taliban. Hope they roll it all the way back to slavery, and then they slap him on a plantation. Well, someone said, "What about interracial marriage? If you're going to take away gay right, marriage, what that about was such- against the law? Yeah, yeah, let's take that away from Let our the our man who decide that." My man is married to a white woman. Why should we, you know, well, you want to start regulating the bedroom? You want to start regulating who people can marry? We were past all of this, and we still are. We, we, as a country, voted for Hillary Clinton by three million votes. We voted for uh, Biden because it was repugnant, all of this horseshit. But now for life, we're st- now listen. The other thing is, if I do run for president, and I'm not fucking around, I'm really thinking about it. Because the only other thing I'm going to do is appoint five more Supreme Court justices. I'm going to change the, the nature of the Supreme Court. Now, Robin asked me again, can I do that? Is that within my power? Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I, listen, I don't know what I'm doing exactly. I know, but that's my proposals. I was like, is, can you do that? <laughs> well, I'm going to look into it and I'm going to do it. I'm not afraid to do it. As soon as I become president, you're going to get five new Supreme Court justices that are going to overturn all this bullshit. And the other bonus, one vote, that's it, no more. I'm going to get rid of the Electoral College. And then we're going to have a country that's fair. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. That's it. I'm going to run. I don't uh, want to give up my radio show, but I'll do it for the good of the country. And Robin will be my first lady and perform certain sexual acts on me (laughs) as first lady. And she's ready. Well, you know, I I am duty bound. I want to save the country. You can straddle me like you did that man so many years ago. But anyway, it's a horrible day. It is a horrible thing. Uh, I don't know how the hell we're going to get out of this one. I was talking to some rich dude I knew. This dude's got major dope. Mm-hmm. Went ahead and bought himself a villa in Italy. He says he's leaving the country. He says that's what he's doing. He's moving. Ugh. Doesn't like the way the country's going politically. And I said, wow. Wow. That's pretty heavy. Like the real thing. Like he's really leaving. Like before, uh, you know, like when uh, before people anything left goes Germany. down for real. Like yeah, yeah. he's yeah. getting out. Yeah, he sees the out. writing on the wall and he's taking a powder. Yeah. And he's an older dude. And he's like, what the fuck? I'm not going to be here for this disaster. So I, I said, know. Wow. I talked to a few people who were like, "Where are we going to go?" Is well, it I told to you, Canada. Canada's looking better and better. I mean, why not? I'm sure, it's nice there. Yeah, we can still broadcast back here. <laughs> this country's fucked. Let's face it. I mean, this is really fucked up. Really, these really horrible, unlikable people are. I heard everything. They're even trying to. They're talking about getting rid of the uh, morning after pill, which isn't even an abortion. They just and then encased... they're going to talk about uh, uh, contraception. Yeah, now what are, what are they talking about there? That's a new one. They want that, to get rid of the that pill. The states don't want to provide certain things, you know, like, I guess, in health insurance. It all right. gets into, you know, a woman's health. Yeah. And so, yeah, they want to strip away everything. These women are going to have babies whether they like it or not. You know who said uh, he doesn't care? Nick Cannon. He's busy. He's having a lot of babies, so he doesn't care. Oh, my goodness. It's great for him yeah. because he really loves being a dad. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Nick's in uh, fine form. He's making babies like crazy. He's going to have 500 kids now. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Half what a the disaster. Kids will be Nick Cannon kids. <laughs> what a disaster this is. But, uh, what can I tell Welcome you? Welcome to slavery, women. Yeah. Oh my God. I got three daughters. Boy, oh boy. If I, boy, they're upset. Uh, yeah, Dr. Tony, what's up? I'm upset. Yeah. And hey th- there. Hey there, Howard. Um, hey 20 now. years ago, 15 years ago, I had a patient. Um, baby didn't have a head. It's called anencephalic. Oh. I said, listen, we can stop the pregnancy. You're in New Jersey. No, I'm not stopping it. God will save it. God will fix the baby. I said, God's not fixing the baby. She went mm-hmm. into labor. Couldn't do anything about it. She goes into labor. I said, listen, let's do a C-section. I don't want to have a C-section. She was in labor for 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Of course, the baby came out, didn't survive more than 30 seconds. And she's devastated. I ran into the patient a year or two ago. She is completely depressed. She doesn't want to live anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And this is one of the facts of well, this. Dr. Tony. That if you're Dr. In Tony. South Dakota. Yes, I was. Yeah. Yeah, in other words, if you're, in, I'll make your point for you. If you're in South Dakota, you got to have the baby with no head. That's it. Can you imagine? And then you're devastated. What? If, never mind the baby. You're not going to take care of the babies. Who's going to take care of these poor women? They're going to be Nobody. devastated for the rest of their lives. It's well, you're, a, you're, a, I, I, I take it you're an OBGYN, right? Correct. Right. Correct. And I got, I got to tell you. Hey, first of all, let me ask you a silly question. If a woman's having a baby with no head, wouldn't it be easier to deliver that baby? Because, you know, the head, it's a big thing. Uh, it, I would think it would pop out of the vagina a lot easier without the head. Oh, what, 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 no, I'm being sorry. The I, head I mean, opens Howard. it up for Howard. the rest of the body. <laughs> Go ahead, Dr. Tom. No, no. Here, let, me give you, let me just give you an, an obstetrical fact. What allows the cervix to open and you become fully dilated and you're able to push is that the head is a complete circle. So it ah. pushes firmly against the cervix. When you get a contraction, the head pushes against the cervix, and it stretches over the head. If you don't Well, you know what head, it is, Dr. Tony? I was thinking like a bowling pin. It would be easier <laughs> to push through. But uh, you're making a good point there, Dr. Tony. Right. You need that head to push out that service. You need the, uh, you need the head. You know, the funny, the funny thing about you is, the, the funny thing about you is, Dr. Tony, I start talking like you when I talk to you. You're an interesting guy. You know what I mean? I like it. Uh, you know, I, so I learned something here, Dr. Tony. If you're going to have a baby, it's a lot better to have a head on the baby because it, in fact, helps you get the baby out. That's correct. That is correct. hundred percent well, correct. Howard, in all those old movies, the baby, if the baby's not, fa- you know, the head isn't the w- thing that's going to enter the birth canal, you got to right. turn the baby inside the mom. It's called breach, 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 breach. I know yeah, all about well, it, that, That's when you deliver. That's that, it. Yeah. Boy, I remember, Dr. Well Tony. I remember when I was born, my parents looked at my face and thought, gee, it would be so much better if he was born without a head. Um, <laughs> is that his ass or his head? We don't know. <laughs> I've always said, though, and, and, and call me, uh, I'm not a medical man, but uh, I always said, you know, I think a baby needs a head for a lot of reasons. I, 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 said I think that, that's yeah. crucial, actually. I think but, it's but crucial. With well, let Dr. me give you a quick Dr. Tony, fact. 
Dr. Tony's point, if I may, before you make that point, Dr. Tony, Dr. Tony's point is so well made. There are so many medical conditions and there are so many children who are born with horrible birth defects that these parents don't want. Let's be honest now and have a grown up discussion. God ain't going to take care of it. The parents aren't going to take care of the baby. And now the state's got to take care of the baby. And if you know anything about babies who are unloved, they grow up to be adults who are very angry and do not want to play by the rules. It's a disaster for society. You think you got a lot of angry people running around now. Try uh, a couple of babies who um, were, were born into families that don't want them. Who the mother well, feels like we have the gun law. Thank God for the gun law. Now they can buy a gun and go shoot the world up. That's right. That's right. Dr. Tony's right. It's going to be the and wild everybody west. Everybody can here. have a gun to shoot back. So we'll have just complete chaos. Complete chaos. Thank God Howard's going to be the next president. Thank you. That's Howard. right. And by the way, these assholes who go, well, it's, you know, the I've, I've heard the, the Fox News talking points. No, no, no. This is great. Now, the states will decide who gets abortion. You don't want that. So you well, got a what woman. What about a man? Does a man want the state to decide? Yeah. What is yeah. It, it, What are you deciding for men? Like, how come it's about women and you're going to take control of their bodies and tell them what they can and cannot do? Well, let's uh, let's be honest. Dr. Tony said the point. We're going to have orphanages filled with headless foster babies. Now, that's, that's uh, correct. That's that's correct. This woman was uh, <laughs> interviewed on the street the other day. She goes, well, there's so many people who want to adopt. Let's give them a chance. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, get that woman in there, force her to keep that pregnancy, and then some wonderful couple is going to adopt it. Sounds like a Disney movie to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then the kid will grow up to be the president of the United States. <laughs> All right, Dr. Tony, you're making a good point. You're an OBGYN. Uh, I feel for your fellow OBGYN. You're out OBG there on the front line, as they say. You know what's I happening. I feel for your fellow OBGYNs because uh, the guys who are operating in states where now overnight this has become illegal, they're facing 10 years in prison if they help a woman out. So. You can't even drive a woman to an abortion clinic or uh, cross state lines to get an abortion in some states now. That Thanks, is Dr. scary Tony. stuff. Yeah. Okay, Howard. Thank you. Have a good day, guys. Hey. And all these people, you know, th during the whole pandemic, my body, my right, my body, my right. Unless you get pregnant. Well, um, I learned something in that call. It's harder to deliver a headless baby. I didn't know that. I did not know that. <laughs> There's a reason they want the head to come out first. Ever hear of that guy, Robin, headless horseman? He uh, made a, <laughs> yes, quite a career for himself. Yeah, he made a big How career for himself. How did he do so well <laughs> without a head? Toddler in Arizona. What's up, Todd? Hey, now, Howard. Hey now. I think, hey now. Uh, here, as a hey father now. of daughters, uh, as I am and as you are, these, these people do not become magically pregnant. That's I mean, right. There's personal responsibility in the, in, Always. in, in having relations. Todd, with the Todd my wife, I'll, I'll give you some, I'll tell you something, Todd, because that's a simplistic answer. But I'll set you straight. 
if you let me. Uh, my wife's, uh, she has said to me from the beginning, if I uh, ever get pregnant, I would never get an abortion. I'm against abortion for myself, but I'm not against abortion for anyone else. It's everybody's decision. It's a personal decision. And there's so many instances, Todd. Of course, a, a woman has to be responsible. A man has to be responsible. You should use contraception if you don't want to be pregnant, whatever. But there Once is a again, lot of situ- is making it only a female problem. These women right. should keep should their be responsible. Closed. Yeah. And and here's the thing. Oh, no, a not, lot of not, times not, a woman no, a lot of times contrary. a woman a lot of times women are raped. A lot of times contraception doesn't work. And then there's even a more confusing state where a man and a woman want to have a baby and uh all of a sudden things go medically wrong. And what these nutbags are saying, that in some states, and don't forget, not everybody's got money. I've talked to people in some of these, let's say, uh, rural areas. They've never been on a plane in their 25 years old. They have never been out of state. They don't have money. They don't, they don't have the luxury of not liking the politics of America to move to Italy or Canada. That's right. Go. That's right. right. That's that's right. They don't have the luxury of going anywhere. They're under the Taliban. But they have and the luxury. They have the luxury to vote. And yes, they, they do. That's right. And, and, they and can I'm hoping vote for and representatives Todd, where they live that will vote as they wish. Well, that's a good point. If anything good's going to come of this, maybe some of these fuckers who don't vote are going to finally wake up and realize Absolutely. that their vote counts. Good for you, Todd. All Absolutely. right. All right. I'm sick of it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. But. Well, now they're talking about all this. You know, the one thing I I uh, don't want is, you know, there's going to be lots of protests and, you know, sign waving and all that stuff. Uh, fuck but that. we can't have the streets run red because we need to change any of these laws or the Supreme Court. That is also eroding the country when protests become violent. I'm with you. The only thing you can do is vote. That's all you got left. You don't like the way this shit's going? Vote, man. Yeah, that was the thing that was missing. People stopped thinking about who they were voting for and not voting. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is here, everyone. Uh, How are you feeling about all this? (laughs) I know you'd be dancing. Mitch, he's dancing. They're still partying. Celebrate your time. Oh, celebration to last for all the years. Bring your good times. Bring your laughter too. We're gonna celebrate the party with you. You are what they call. You are what they call a sore winner, Senator. No, listen, I I want to be serious here. Okay, let me uh, start out by saying, uh, Robin Howard, yeah. I love women. Okay, I, I deeply, I deeply respect women. You know, women serve such an important role in our society. There's the, uh, the baking, the sewing, and of course, the mothering. And that's what right. I want to talk about today. You know, that's why it was so important for men to make this difficult decision for them. Because we, right. we have to remove any irrational emotion from this conversation. You understand. It's just common sense. 
Well, I'm, I'm giving yeah, I'm giving you a forum to talk. I don't I don't agree, but go ahead. Listen, and I'm sure Robin would agree as well. I have no doubt that uh, women will eventually thank us for this. You know, when their little rape baby or headless baby grows up to be a doctor, I will actually, I will actually expect an apology. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, all I can say now, because of you and your buddies, abortion is now prohibited in nine states. And uh, that's that's Alabama, Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Kentucky, Utah, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. It's just unfuckable. I don't get too worked up about this because I'll tell you, all of our friends are still going to be able to get abortions. You understand? I mean, Robin's friends, uh, well, I can't can't guarantee that. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. Wow. No, Howard, come on. Women, I mean, listen, if you want to avoid pregnancy, I mean, have you considered not being, you know, such a bunch of filthy whores? Have you ever thought wow. about that? Wow. If this is a well, free country. If you want to be a whore, as you say, well, uh, the woman has a right and she should be able to choose that. They do have to. No, Robin, they do have choice. They can choose not to spread their legs for every Tom, Dick, and Harry who passes by their window. I mean, Jesus Christ. When are men going to have to stop choosing every Teresa, Susan, and Karen that comes by? Uh, Karen. Well, and I want to say something about men. Uh, To gay people, I know you're concerned, but I want to say don't worry. Uh, We haven't forgotten about you because, remember, to us, uh, you're women, too. Okay? So we will be coming for you. You Well, thank you for sending us back to the Stone Age. Yes. Well, wait till... I announced I'm running for president, and I'm going to set oh, all of you straight. Oh, uh, we'll please. see. We'll yes, see. Yes. You, you know, are heard, going uh, to get yours when I, oh, President heard. Howard president gives Howard. State of the Union. Well, I yeah, heard they right. were going to. Uh, they were working on banning those uh, dual cigarettes, and for a second, I thought they said they were going to ban a Jews. I and I got very excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. All right. How do you sleep? Wow. Ghoul. <laughs> charming, but a ghoul. You're right. <laughs> a charming Jordan. Ghoul. A charming ghoul. I've, I've met a few of those. Yes, I, I believe I worked for a few at NBC Radio many years ago. <laughs> a charming ghoul. Jordan, you're on the air in Florida. Hey, Howard. I'm a longtime listener. Um, I just wanted to tell you our story of what happened last summer to my wife. So um, we got pregnant and we found out that the baby had a birth defect called trisomy 13, which at that point, it's pretty much a death sentence. So we we went through um, going for the genetic testing, getting the amniocentesis, and actually shortly after, my wife had the amniocentesis. Uh, she had a miscarriage literally like a couple of days later. And when she had the miscarriage, like the baby's head was all elongated. Like it was pretty clear that the baby had trisomy 13. But my wife to that point was always pro-life. Um, she was Republican, voted for Trump. But going through that experience really changed her thinking. Yeah, well, the, you know, the, see, we here's the problem. We can't wait for everybody to have an experience to get smarter about that's right. this stuff. Th- that's the problem. If, if people only understand it when it when it happens to them. We, you know, you need to sort of 
put yourself outside of your own situation and think about all of the various situations and the, the horror that this is going to unleash on the country. But, Jordan, thanks for sharing that story. That is a very familiar story uh, to me and to probably a lot of other people. Yeah, Jen, go ahead. A couple of people want to get some stuff off their mind. But I don't want to spend the whole morning on this because we're a feel-good show. We're a feel-good yeah, show. We're While- supposed to be able to laugh and, and forget about the cares of the world. Well, Yay! you know, my... Well, my headless baby jokes, uh, I think, helped uh, people laugh this morning. All right, Jen, go ahead. Good morning, Howard. Um, First time, long time. I was calling in. um, You were talking about what happens to these unwanted kids. I worked um, my first job out of college was in a residential facility with um, working with these young kids who were basically a lot of them had been beaten to the point that they were now um, mentally retarded. Right. Um, you know, they were severely sexually abused. They were, you know, would, would hump desks. They were extremely yeah, violent. Horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible what happens to unwanted uh, children. And uh, they're, they're now we're going to have an epidemic of unwanted children. And, and, I, and I, can't, I can't tell you how heartbreaking it was to see this every day. And this is when abortion was perfectly legal. Well, these kooky, have- the, these kooky religious people and people like the Pope, who the Pope doesn't have any children. They, they they don't understand the reality. It's you know a Disney movie. It's great. Every baby is born and loved, and then we all take care of the baby. Everybody and we got nurture. great parents and understanding and when you, people who can raise them productively. And, and if you ever yeah. see a little baby, they're so cute. Everybody loves. It's like Bambi. You know, they're they're the cutest thing. But then they grow up and they're not so cute anymore if they're unwanted and unloved. And no one has the answer for that. And these religious people think, uh, oh, don't they, they, they put their head in the sand and like, oh, don't worry. Uh, everything will be fine. Just let the babies be born. It's the kookiest fucking thing I ever heard because they're all paranoid that God's going to punish them. I mean, it's just crazy, Jen. But he doesn't right. punish them for putting people to death who who were born into these situations and then commit horrible crimes. Now we can kill them. I played this tape for you a whole bunch, but I'll play it one more time and then we're going to move on. Uh, we interviewed these anti-abortion people, and uh, they ain't taking these unwanted kids. They'll tell you themselves. Take a listen. Would you be willing to adopt a baby in order to keep it from being aborted? Oh, absolutely. Yes. We absolutely. have six children of our own, and if we had the opportunity to adopt children or foster children, yes, we certainly would. No, no question. So have you adopted? No, we have six children, biological children. But if the opportunity came along... What do you mean the opportunity? If, if there were adoptable babies, uh, you should check out the adoption agencies. There's not a lot of babies that we, they would even offer to my wife and I because there's just not as many around. That's a very, total horseshit, by the way. Very convenient, yes. <laughs> there's plenty of them around, trust me. Plenty. I, I You know, my one of my daughters, uh, God bless her, she's the most wonderful person. Uh, she um, was involved in... Um, her whole job was uh, reuniting kids who were in the system with some family member. There uh-huh. were so many unwanted kids. It's an epidemic out in California. And her whole job was trying to find somebody who cared about these unwanted kids. And let me tell you the heartbreaking stories. You know, they, they'd go to, they'd find an uncle. Uh, no, I can't be bothered. They'd find an aunt. I can't be bothered. They, they, anyone they could find to take an interest in these children, they couldn't find anyone. And these kids are languishing. 
There's plenty. I know firsthand. Oh, but they're not babies. babies. They're not cute little babies, Howard. They've grown a little. They got a little age on them. I don't want them. Yeah, by the the time they're five, they're not puppies anymore, I guess, you know. (laughs) Right, yeah. And then forget about it. You find a a baby that's uh, born healthy and normal. What about who's going to adopt kids with no heads and flippers and all that other stuff? That's a whole other fucking story. Special needs. It costs a lot of money. Okay, listen, we all know it's horseshit what's going on in the country. We got a real problem on our hands. But while Rome is burning, I want to remind you that tomorrow, tomorrow, live from the Sirius XM studios in Hollywood, our resident pleasure experts, Ronnie the limo driver and Lenny Dykstra go head to head in a sex <laughs> trivia game. That's right. It's all sex. Set. They're on, uh, they're in town. Jep Horny, Jep Horny. <laughs> See what we did there? We changed the name. Jep Horny, Jep Horny. I'm getting blood so, pool right now. I know you are, Lenny. And this is uh, like so- the Super Bowl, you know, like when the teams get to the town where the Super Bowl is being played. It's a big deal. Oh my God! And by the way, Lenny. Speaking of Lenny, Lenny Dykstra, who was one of the all-time greatest and fun to watch uh, baseball players, uh, doesn't care at all about baseball. All he cares about is pussy and money. <laughs> and uh, he he tells you that. He says, baseball, that was my past. Uh, now I'm just focused on women and making dough. It's anyway, great to Lenny, see somebody move to another profession after having a great first profession. <laughs> Lenny says he's going to kick Ronnie's ass in the Jeff Horny uh, uh, game. We'll see. I know a lot of people are excited about it. Everybody's writing me. Oh, my God. You should see what they're writing. Uh, some people think Ronnie's going to win. Some people think Lenny's going to win. We're going to see. Where's your money? Where is your money? Hmm. I believe Ronnie will win. Let's hear it! Well, let's think. Who really had the opportunity to have more experience. Lenny has, as Lenny, and this is a quote from Lenny, I'm not saying this, he says he's had his World Series ring in more pussy than Ronnie could dream of. <laughs> Maybe you're right, Robin. Maybe Len, Lenny has had, trem- as an athlete, he's fucked women yeah. all over. Yeah. Uh, Lenny, as you know, won a World Series with the Mets in 1986. That's where he got the uh, the ring. In 2012, he was sentenced to six and a half months in prison for bankruptcy fraud. And he had six and a half months to sit there and fucking learn about pussy from uh, all the other prisoners. So uh, yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> right. He wasn't sitting there reading uh, 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 Freud or 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 Tolstoy in peace. <laughs> no, he was. Anyway, Lenny's such a good sport. We. um you know, we do this bit from time to time, and Wolfie arranged for this because he knew a woman high up in the HR executive director uh, thing. She interviews our staff to see how they would do in a job interview. We yeah. did this with Sal, and Sal was an abomination. Sal was the worst <laughs> job interview. Uh, if you remember, I'll play you a clip from I, I mean, love this was Sal's a- uh, answers to her questions. Like, here's Sal when this woman actually gave him a legit job interview. If you think about the person that likes you the least, what do you think they would say about you? I'll probably, like, I'm a racist, they would say. They would probably say, I'm a pervert. They would say, I'm a creep. They would say that I'm crazy. They would say that I'm an idiot. 
they would probably say all those things. Somebody who, who doesn't like me would probably say all those things. <laughs> I, I mean, other than the, the first example, like, why would they say those things? Because they only hear what I say. You know, people might judge me because, and that's fine, because they only know what they hear. So if somebody captures <laughs> three minutes of me talking about a particular fetish I like, you know, sexual fetish, oh they might just <laughs> zone in on that and judge me and label me, and that's it. It's signed, sealed, and delivered. Turns out we only hire morons. It's a, <laughs> a known fact. Do you think Sal was born without a head and then they just sewed one on when he was born? Yeah, I think they just picked one out of the trash and put it on his shoulders. The woman says, why would any person in the workplace think that of you? Because they only listen to me and they hear what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a good Realize, reason for people to think that of you. What does it say about you and me that Sal is qualified only to work here with us and nowhere else in the world? Think about that. Well, I've thought just... about that for a long time. I don't know what... <laughs> I, I either think there's something also terribly wrong with us, <laughs> I mean, or we're just generous. They only hear what I say is a top 10 line of all time. If you were to quote <laughs> the top 10 quotes of Sal, when he says to her, they only hear what I say, <laughs> that is the best. So anyway, we've done this with other people, and uh, they've, you know... I don't, you know, in a job interview, I even explained to Sal, someone says to you, gee, the people who don't like you, what would they say about you? And you go, you turn to the, and all, you know, you, you, you look at the, the interviewer directly in the eyes and you say, a lot of people say I'm a workaholic. For example, I sometimes throw myself into my work so much that, uh, people who know me best, like my, my girlfriend or wife or my parents, they say you're gonna, you know, you, you gotta regulate how many hours you put in. Some of these people say I'm a little too ambitious and I want to be successful. And I know that's not good for an overall healthy life, but that's just who I am. I'm always working hard and I, you know, that's the shit you say. Something well, like but, that, but you know. Wait a minute. Sal was talking about his own experiences i yeah. congratulate him for telling the truth because well, they're still going to get sal as an employee <laughs> right. and there's going to be a guy jerking off in the bathroom <laughs> and doing all kinds of crazy stuff like if so if, so, if i was being interviewed someone said, well, well your friends let's say your worst enemies at work what would they say about you you know what they say about me i'm a perfectionist and they and they don't like it because sometimes they're saying you're making us look bad it, and and I, and for me and my health, probably being a perfectionist is exhausting. But I can't change. I that's who I am. I believe I have to do things right. That's what you say. No. So anyway, we said to Lenny, Lenny, we have a woman who is. This is what she does for a living. She interviews people for a top uh, firm, an executive director for a real Fortune 500 company. Would you? Would it be okay? You should go in and have a job interview. Now, um, I'm going to say this. Lenny agreed. In fact, I think Lenny even put on a suit and tie for it. They did it over wow. Zoom. But, uh, yeah, they, Lenny wore a suit for his job interview, which I was impressed with. And Lenny was the first. I'm going to say something positive now about this interview. Lenny was the first, let's say, a mock job interview candidate to put on a suit. So give him a point there. <laughs> okay. And the other point I'm going to give him, Lenny put his teeth in for the interview because he felt he felt it looked more professional. So there's two fucking uh, points this I'm is, going to give this him. This is very encouraging. But I will go out on a limb right now, and I hope Lenny doesn't take offense. But 
This is the worst job interview I've ever heard. I mean, worst it is. Than Sal. <laughs> what, Sal would get the job over Lenny in my point of from my point of view. I have never heard anybody do any worse. I, I, it's just mind blowing. And the thing is, and I'm telling you, Lenny's 100% serious. Like Sal, he's honest. But that, and that's another point I got to give Sal and Lenny. They're very honest, but they ain't getting any job. <laughs> First of all, when Lenny zoomed in, he zoomed into the job interview from his pussy boat. Remember I told you Lenny's oh now living God. on a boat? Yeah. Yeah. And he told, all right, but forget that. The, the interview goes off the rails immediately. I'm going to take you through this interview. You've ne- and if you're looking for a job, listen to this and learn what not to do. Here's Lenny teaching you what not to do in a job interview. Uh, we start off with a softball, you know, tell me about yourself. And the whole thing goes off the rails. Here we go. Hey, Anna, what's happening, man? <laughs> Hello there. Uh, How are you doing today? I was in court this morning at 6 o'clock. Oh, that doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, I was held in contempt. Okay. Well, I think uh, that's as good a place to start as any. Um, why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, I mean, I'm a professional baseball player. I was, but I'm not no more. I'm, I'm too old, too. Um, and um, I'm too tired, you know, <laughs> too fucking blind. <laughs> All right. A couple of tips for you. Do you want a for- tired, old, fucking blind person? <laughs> Well, it depends what you're hiring. I'm your man. (laughs) A couple of uh, tips for your job uh, interview. Don't mention, first of all, right off the top that you're being held in contempt of court or swear in your very first sentence. What what was that first sentence? Diana, what's happening, man? (laughs) Hello there. Man. How are you doing today? I was in court this morning at six o'clock. Oh, that doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, I was held in contempt. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think uh, that's as good a place to start as any. Um, why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, I mean, I'm a professional baseball player. I was, but I'm not no more. I'm, I'm too old, see. Um, and um, I'm too tired, you know. I'm too fucking blind. <laughs> too fucking blind. <laughs> first, first question. First thing, Cursing. I can't do anything. I'm old and blind. Did you just say you were held in contempt of court? You're hired. Speak no further, my friend. <laughs> and, and by the way, don't open up by calling the woman interviewing you, man. Anyway, so let's get, so so that was a disaster. And in most cases, they probably say, "Well, thank you for applying and, and get out get out of here." But um, yeah, they'd wrap it up as fast as they possibly could. Lenny said one inappropriate thing after another. Um, in the next breathtaking part of the interview he happened to bring up that he ha- he hired a maid just to have sex with her uh <laughs> listen to this i got smarter she hired my maid so so she cleans my house and she cleans my pipes the turnkey right nice hey 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 here's the other thing listen as far as working like i'm not taking orders from no fucking buddy you hear me Man. so you're more independent you like a to work autonomously well, that's a fucking what that 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 word was very sexually aroused of that word autonomous <laughs> wow it means by yourself so oh, by i don't myself. know how arousing that is but well i'm not i'm not by myself kind of dude you know first of all the interview is a good looking woman that's number one but you know lenny gets charged up yeah autonomous is sexually arousing don't use that word around me <laughs> 
the interviewer looked as if she was in pain throughout the entire interview. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I've seen the video. Autonomous is sexually arousing. That Oh, so I guess when women use big words, it turns Lenny yeah, on. Yeah, he's saying, ooh, you know. she's smart. I like that. that. So Lenny gave one creepy answer after another. Like, the most mundane question, she said to him at one point, how do you structure your day? How do you how do you structure your days? You have a lot of really diverse things going on and, and different opportunities. How do you how do you keep track of it all? How do you structure your days? What two does things. that look like? Two things: money and pussy. That's it. That's what happens: money and pussy. Like if you think about it, don't know all these people bullshit you, man. I'll tell you this bullshit. Like why do you got to make the money? You got to make the money to so take care of your pussy, right? I mean, people say in a nicer way, you know, to care your, your spouse, whatever. But whatever, let's just call it like it is, you know? I mean, without the chips, you can't play. Well, this woman wow. was, I mean, she was in shock. And she's seen it all. She saw Sal. She thought that was the worst thing she'd ever done. An interview with Sal. Now she's got a new benchmark. And I love Lenny's delivery, you know, that mumbly kind of like, you know, yeah. pussy. But first, it's the kind of voice where you first go, I think he just said pussy and money, but probably not. I'm just having trouble understanding the gentleman. I know. The last thing he said is, if you don't have the, you can't play. <laughs> and I was like, well, what word was that? <laughs> Lenny, Lenny, if we opened up your day planner, what, what would be in it? Well, uh, three things, money, pussy, and court appearances. <laughs> Let's see. Let me look at my today. Pussy for breakfast, and then I'm going to have pussy for lunch and a sensible dinner at night. Okay. The word pussy has never been used in a job interview before in history. We check. <laughs> well, this you know what with... reminded me of? I said he must be a big fan of that uh, Beetlejuice song. Hey, right. money, 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 money. Hey, pussy, 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 pussy. Because he's he loves it. Pussies. Yeah. That's all on his agenda. <laughs> Although, if you want to look at the positive, there's something to be said on how focused Lenny is. He doesn't like anything to distract him from money and pussy. And <laughs> what I like is he put his teeth in so he could be understood. I mean, uh, this is with the teeth. He should have done the interview without the teeth. That would have yeah, been something. Yeah, because I still am losing the ends of words. Lenny then just confessed to the woman interviewing him for the job that women don't seem to like him for some reason. He can't what? quite figure it out. Yes, listen to that. When you think about the folks that like you the least, what would they say about you? Women. Women don't like me. Why, why don't women, women like you? I don't know, man. I've had women judges, a couple of women judges, and they, for some reason they're, 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 they treat me mean. I mean, I really don't have nothing in common with women. What am I, like, I'm not friends with women. Like, really? Have you ever worked with women? Fuck, man, come on. I mean, I mean, like I, I said, mean, what, what, what would the women that worked with you say about you? I fucked them good. Today's workforces are much more diverse than they have been in previous years. If you had to work <laughs> under a woman, how would you feel about that? There'd be a cold day in hell when that fucking happened. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So if the a woman owned the baseball team, Lenny would have a problem with that, huh? Lenny will eat her pussy, but he doesn't respect her <laughs> as a boss. You know, you think about it, especially when Lenny played, there were no women in baseball, so Lenny thrived in that workplace. Is there any company in the world, Robin, where after this interview so far, and there's more of it, but 
After this interview, the, the woman would say, you're exactly what we've been looking for, sir. I mean, is uh, there any job that this interview <laughs> uh, yeah. actually could fill? Yeah, I don't think so, but I mean, not in this country yet is what I would say. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think you could have hired a Ben and Jerry's uh, after uh, this. <laughs> no, because there could be a woman manager. So, by the way, as I said, the, the interviewer happens to be a very attractive woman. Lenny tried to flirt through the entire job interview. That's another no-no when you're applying for a job. Hey, Hannah, you know what? Listen, yeah. I'd grow. Like, I'd, I'd grow on you. Know, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm, no, I'm habit-forming. See? Because you'll, sure. you'll, you'll realize that I'm actually genuine. Okay? Like, I mean, I say things and this and that, but at the end of the day... Like when I fucking hug you like a man, you fucking you know you're being hugged by a fucking man. Ain't no fuck, ain't no fucking pussy here. See this? Okay. What is he showing? <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because the interviewer said at this point in the interview, she was really concerned that Lenny was about to pull out his penis. Yeah. And so that that would have been a problem. And, uh, and and she did say that if this was an in-person interview, she would have politely ended the session after Lenny answered the first question. So right. she did say yeah. that. The only, you know, I was trying to think what job could Lenny get after an interview like this and maybe be Harvey Weinstein's assistant, you know, to <laughs> help him get women. Harvey's in jail. He'll be his assistant in jail with the way he's Well, talking. I'm talking about when Harvey was on top of his game, you know. <laughs> When Harvey was a movie producer. You're perfect for this job, sir. You won't mind if uh, you won't mind helping Harvey hold down his victims. Not at all. Yeah, man. Women don't like Harvey either. You guys are perfect. <laughs> together. By the way, during the interview, Lenny claimed he's getting more pussy now than he did during his baseball career. But how is, is it he's got all these women and women don't like him? I don't get what's going on here. I know, I know. Well, anyway, uh, so anyway, the interview continued because it was on Zoom and she felt okay. Safe. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's it's fair to say she did not seem charmed by anything Lenny had to Tell say. Tell me why a company should hire you. What what would you say is 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 the reason why? I'm good luck, man. I'm fucking lucky as fuck. Hey, listen, man, if you hang out with me a while... Because shit would start happening to you. One night, just go out and get fucked up with me, you know? Get hammered. Fucking just have a wild night. You only live once, you know? So I'll give you my number. And by the way, the best time to call me? 24-7. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> that is good to know. Well, that was the first positive thing he said. He'd be available to you 24 hours a day. <laughs> Sir, after this... Unbelievable interview. I want to inter I want to introduce you to your future employer, Mr. Bill Cosby. He says he likes you and he would like you to be his butler. Fucking A, man. I mean, I think Lenny was trying to say he's a team player, but somehow it came out wrong. I wonder if Lenny sent a thank you note after this interview. That's something they say you should always do. Always send your interviewer a thank you note. So I'm hoping Lenny will do that. By the way, we after this went horribly wrong, we did an exit interview with our interviewer. And Oh, good. I, I, I want to hear her impression of, of what just happened to her. Yeah, I don't think she'll be hiring Lenny. That's my guess. 
<laughs> what what did scam- she think he was best suited for? <laughs> she felt safe, she said, because Lenny was almost 3,000 miles away. <laughs> and the interviewer said Lenny would be incompatible with any organization's HR department. And that, that Lenny would be a huge liability to any company. But here, let her tell you in her own words. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best interview you've ever conducted, how would you rate Lenny's job interview? I think a zero. Yeah, is pretty bad. <laughs> what was the worst aspect of speaking with Lenny? <sighs> I mean, his his inability to, to read the room. He's obviously being <laughs> interviewed by a female. You know, all he did was talk about degrading women and then say he wouldn't work for a woman. He wouldn't work with women. <laughs> being directly offensive sort of tops the list of bad interview behavior. You've interviewed others such as Sal, JD, High Pitch Eric. How does Lenny compare to some of the other people that you've interviewed? Truthfully, uh, the, I mean, they all had their, their interesting quirks, but um, I, in, in a lot of those cases, I was physically in a room with them. This guy, I, I, I don't think I'd even, like, I felt dirty over Zoom. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I know a convicted murderer who does better in job interviews. <laughs> Guy walked in, he said, yeah, I've made a few mistakes. I've killed a few people, but I've grown a lot. I had a lot of time to think about it. I got my law degree while I was in prison. Yeah. <laughs> this woman said if she ever met Lenny in person, she'd wear a full suit of armor. And uh, I believe it. Anyway, that's some interview. And by the way, my man Lenny will be, um, hey. He's going to be competing tomorrow on Yay. Jeff Fournier. We find things for him to do. We do. <laughs> He's going to take on Ronnie. And we're going to see how they do in Jeff Horney. The fans are super yeah. hyped for this. Yeah, they're looking oh, forward to this. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I can, Howard, I cannot wait for Tuesday. It's going to be a battle of two legendary libidos. Fits like Jep Horny are my favorite. Let's go Ronbo69. That's right. Oh, a Ronnie fan. <laughs> Ronnie fan, Rombo six to nine, Jeopardy. Tell you something, motherfucker. Tuesday is on, Ronnie. Me and you is on. You old fucking geezer. You ain't fucking worthy to carry my fucking cum rag, man. Oh. Listen, I've shoved my World Series ring at more cunts than you can imagine. I've eaten more pussy than you've lied about. I'll see you in Hollywood, bitch. Wow. Well, I'll tell you a couple of facts His about this. competitive spirit is still intact. One thing about Lenny, he was a great competitor. They called him Nails for a reason because he was tough as nails. And uh, I'll tell you a couple of facts about Jeff Horney. Lenny has already pressured Mamet and Derek, two of our producers, to give him the answers to the to the questions. <gasps> oh, He's already... Lenny is not above cheating. Oh, no. <laughs> come on. <laughs> hey, hey, anybody want to come on? Uh, tell us how Lenny's been pressuring you. Um, Lenny is already out in L.A., and he's on fire. He's already freaked out about his hotel room last night. I don't even know what. Do what was wrong? Uh, I, I'm getting these reports fast and furious. Uh, 
Oh, I got yeah, this so- uh, email. I'm rooting for Lenny, uh, signed Brett Kavanaugh, who is a <laughs> Supreme Court justice. This one says, I'm really hoping Ronnie wins this thing. If he loses to a loose cannon like Lenny Dykstra, he should have to hang up his cock rings and dildos for good. Ooh. Ronnie, this is your chance to live up to your name. Beat that washed-up baseball has-been like he owed you money. And if you lose, Lenny should get to service Stephanie, your fiancé. Wow, those are high-stakes words. Well, you know, he, Ronnie's but, being rather laid back. I don't know if he's... Oh, yeah, he's like um, he's like Mr. Sophisticated. He's like, hey, man, whoever wins. Yeah, he does, he, he's believe. not even worried about who wins. <laughs> Live from uh, L.A., Derek and uh, Mehmet. What's, well, can you give me a report on what's happening, fellas, out there? And by the way, the set for Jeff Horney looks beautiful. You can see it's all set up. What, what do you, uh, what do you learn? Yeah, we had a, we had a long night with Lenny because he had requested to check into the hotel room at 3 a.m. today, which is kind <laughs> of not, not standard practice for the hotel. So we went, we, we were driving. Uh, Michelle, the PA, so crazy all weekend because we were trying to arrange this so Lenny could arrive at 3 a.m. because he said he had girls that he wants to bring to the hotel room. Uh, I guess that want to choke and slap him is what he or choke and slap them. Yes, yes, that's what's happening. So, you know, it's it's 5 a.m. in L.A. right now. We had to be at work at three today. So we had talked to the concierge last night. They said everything was set. And then I woke up. Uh, at one thirty in the morning to Lenny screaming on the telephone saying that they wouldn't let him into the hotel. They didn't have the room ready. And I was like, well, yeah, you showed up an hour and a half early. So I had to go get Mamet out of his room. We came downstairs. Lenny was making a big scene in the middle of the hotel lobby. You know, there's one <laughs> concierge working the poor guy's working the overnight shift he was like kind of a bigger guy lenny's telling him like try mixing in a fucking salad once in a while oh uh, my god <laughs> yeah, and so we had to try to calm him now, down and, and get yeah, him to the room he went did, full karen yeah did lenny um bring the ladies with him had he hooked up or was he uh n- no, not with no the ladies? he showed up with like a uh, one of those hotel trolleys filled with like, I don't know, probably six or seven bags. And I think he said he didn't want the girls to show up and him look like a fucking hobo in the middle of the lobby. He wanted to be checked in. I think he likes to unpack his dick pills and get those situated before the women arrive, you know, to take them and get things, the blood flowing before the women get there. You don't know that he takes dick pills, do you? Or did he? Is that, is that oh, some, he, uh, oh, yeah. The last time we were here, that. yeah, he gave us a oh, tour yeah? of all the different kind uh-huh. of gas station dick pills. In fact, we uses. did it embedded with him years ago, and he literally carries around a duffel bag of gas station <laughs> over-the-counter dick pills that he buys. <laughs> you we're could, going wait, to wait. his pussy boat on Wednesday. Wednesday and Thursday, we're spending a couple days with him on the pussy boat. So Good the pussy you. boat... Good for you guys. The, the pussy boat is, uh, you guys are in relationships. Be careful. Yeah, our wives um, are thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's going to happen? Where, where is the, the pussy boat is docked in uh, California and, uh, you guys are invited on there. And is, is Lenny going to have a whole bunch of pussy on the boat at that point? Uh, we've heard there's going to be a bevy of, uh, beautiful women that Lenny has arranged to be with him on the boat. Yep. But we're simply there to just hit record and see what happens. Be, you know. Flies on You're documentarians. Yeah. You're not participants. Yes. Absolutely sure. Not. Uh, apparently, he has a friend who's a skipper, supposedly who is like legally allowed to drive the boat around because Lenny doesn't know how to operate the boat. He says. 
Right. Would you rather be on the Lenny Pussy Boat or the Titanic? Which, who do you choose? <laughs> Titanic may have been safer. <laughs> well, yeah. Lenny told you guys that he got the pussy boat quote unquote, because he was tired of spending money on hotels to fuck chicks in, right? Was that the uh, reason? Yeah, he was living out of hotels for at least most of the pandemic. So he was, he had this girlfriend, Wen Wen, who he was living with in the hotels. But then I think he was seeing other girls like on the side. So then he would have to get a second hotel room to also see those girls. And it was getting too expensive for him. So wow. somehow he ended up on the boat. I'm really curious to see what's going on on the boat because he told us there's a woman who comes every day to clean the boat that he also gives oral sex to every day. So hopefully we'll be there to cover that and see what's Is going that on. Her so payment or does she so also yeah. get money? It sounds like it might be. That's why I want to go and, and uncover the answers to these things because I'm not sure what's going on. But this that. morning was a nightmare because, you know, we by the time we got to bed last night, you know, we had five, six hours to try to get some sleep before the show started. And then, you know, we were like moving Lenny's luggage into the elevator like we were the bellhops and like loading them into the room. And then he's asking us to go get ice. So, But Lenny's also, Derek oh mentioned, goodness. like freaking out about not having the answers to this uh, Japorni tomorrow. Like it's right. very important to him that he wins and he uh, he's got know. a competitive spirit. So, so he <laughs> said to you guys, point blank. Give me the answers to the questions so I can win. Well, yeah, it's like juicing, you know? Yeah, right. yeah. He wants a little bit of an advantage. Did I you explain? But I told him, I, I honestly gave... don't think he needs it. I think Lenny's going to win tomorrow. You do? Why? I what do you base that on? Yeah. Even if he had the answers, he would lose. <laughs> I don't think he can retain any of that information. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how he's operating. You know, we're basically doing the, sh the show in the middle of the night from here because we're in Los Angeles. So, I mean, at 4 a.m., it's either he's going to have been up all night and not gone to bed yet or, you know, we'll see if we can get him out of the is hotel there any, room tomorrow morning. Yeah. Because uh, Lenny's a great competitor, is there any sense you get that he's studying? Is he reading anything or is he just... Uh, I mean, he's, he's got two girls in the hotel room. So, so it is a form of study. Yeah, yeah, some hands-on yeah. studying, I guess. And how is Lenny supporting his lifestyle? Is he, does he have money from baseball? Does he have savings? Does he do appearances? Is there any mention of that? He's always got some sort of business on the side. The, the last time we spoke to him, he was he was somehow involved with like very early at home COVID testing. You know, he oh. was like really it was like almost like the Lenny Dykstra brand COVID test that he was pushing. I see. I think oh, it's, smart it's, man. It's, a, it's a mixture of a lot of lawsuits uh, make him some money. I also think Lenny is very charming in a way. He's good at finding people who are big fans of Lenny who happen right. to have money and like put him up in their guest homes and that kind well, of thing. Well, I know Lenny was angry uh, about Chris Mad Dog Russo for some reason. Lenny sent in an Serious. angry email after. Yeah. Uh -huh. Did he tell you about this? He. He doesn't like Mad Dog is the word I got. He said, quote, this guy's a piece of shit. No talent. Yep. Doesn't know how. Know the fuck about sports. Laughable. No talent. Fucking cunt. Was always the last guy picked on his Little League team. What, what set him off? I don't remember Mad Dog saying anything bad about uh, I, Mad Lenny. Mad Dog said Mad Dog picked Lenny to win Jeff Horny. So I really don't know where it comes from. But I found that email in my spam inbox this morning when we got to work. So I don't know if he sent it after we saw him this morning or when it came through, but yeah, we'll have I'm to ask sure, him about it tomorrow. Please, yeah. I, 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 make sure I, I ask him about that live on the on the air because uh, I want to hear what's going on because a lot of people loved hearing from Mad Dog, uh, as yeah, I Mad did. Mad Dog was great. 
It was good uh, to talk to him for after such a long time. Chris Mad Dog Russo called in about his recent nomination for the Radio Hall of Fame. Uh, the fans seemed to like the conversation. Much respect for getting Mad Dog to reveal his ESPN salary. I got back to my office and had to sit in my vehicle because I could not turn it off. Great connection between you and Mad Dog. I love when Mad Dog's on with you guys. It's always intriguing. Seems like he takes more of an interest in Howard's life than any other interviewee I've heard on the show. Mad Dog is radio gold every time he's on the show. I wish you guys would have him on more often. I love Chris's reaction whenever you swear or ask a sex question. I also agree with Chris's assessment that that nails is better than Ronnie when it comes to female anatomy knowledge. So well, I don't how understand. How did he get upset? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. There was a disconnect, but uh, we'll see. All right, look, we got to take a break. Um, thank you, boys, out in L.A. Tomorrow, Jeff Good luck Lenny. to you. You know, they're yeah. babysitting Lenny for the well, next couple of days. I think that's going to be very time-consuming, and you're not going to get a lot of sleep. Ah, uh, yes, guys, thank you. Thank. Yeah, and the guys are also saying that... Um, that uh, Lenny uh, will be out on his pussy boat for uh, anyone who wants to get out there, uh, ladies. And the boys will be uh, watching what goes on are on the you pussy kidding? boat. Are you You're inviting people. To the- <laughs> you wouldn't want to be eaten out by Lenny. Are you crazy? He's a. He's a. He's Where's a, the line? Let me. Think. It's a baseball star. Are you crazy? Uh, I also want to thank a love, <laughs> exciting and new. It's the pussy boat. Love. Exciting and new. Come aboard. Lenny's waiting for you. The lyrics, Robin. Right Have we Lenny's ever pushed the squirt? The squirt. <laughs> you have a bush, probably. Lenny. <laughs> Lenny's teeth are out. I, I, sir. Sailing on a sea of semen. Uh-oh. <laughs> Mehmet and Derek wear your raincoats. <laughs> the pussy bo- Oh, it's over? Okay. Yeah, yeah, they ran Thank you. Oh, All right. There it is again. No, he doesn't have the energy to do another whole song. Cunt ahoy. <laughs> uh, I will yes. make you come. I know you will, Lenny. Thank you. All right, everybody. I don't know Let where me... he comes down in the squirt debate. I don't think we've ever talked to him. <laughs> well, we'll talk to him tomorrow. We've got a whole show about Lenny tomorrow with Ronnie, the limo driver. Looking good, Robin. Hey, Marie in New York. What's up? Hey, good morning. How are hey. you? Hey, now. 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 Hey,
I'm concerned about Ben and Ray. Every Monday I wake up and I think about them. I went through something similar with my parents, and I'm worried about you. You know, I was thinking about this. Here's a little thought I had. I would like to know the statistic. How many guys my age have both parents alive and are dealing with that? I bet you there aren't a thousand people in the United States my age with um, with, with both parents alive. I, I think about Robin. What are the odds? An old fart like me is having uh, his parents alive and dealing with their health issues. This weekend was probably the most amount. There was one point this weekend I was quoting so much medical information. A doctor started talking to me like I was a doctor. I said, Doc. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I was talking about liver enzymes, elevated this, um, uh, drugs, uh, what the uh, side effects are. And I'm making all these decisions for my father. And I went, I only wish my father put a tenth of the energy into raising me that I am in raising him at this point. Raising him. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like a baby now. He has no fucking idea what plan. He got to have someone come in and feed him. He's oh, had trouble eating sometimes. My wow. genes are a blessing That's and a, a curse. That's a fast deterioration. Like a couple of yeah. months ago, he was feeding himself. He didn't even himself. know. He was calling someone else's wife this weekend. He didn't even know. And he, my mother put in all that time. But then again, my mother's checked out, too. I mean, she doesn't even ask how he's doing. He's been in wow. the hospital for like over a week. So I'm, those two. I, I don't know. I am, I, I got a full, those two are right. I, I got a full time job on my hands. I'm on the phone constantly trying to make big decisions, but You're I'm doing it. I, I, well, what choice do I have? Mm-hmm. No one else is going to do it. No one else is going to do it. So I'm, I'm taking care of these two. And, uh, I got to tell you, I got my hands full of decisions that are heavy. You know, they go, well, we don't want to do this. We want, what do you want to do? And I go, the fuck should I know, white man? <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, but you know, I a lot of people who are in your position, I think they warehouse their problem yeah. parents. I know. I won't do that. I got my parents living, you know. Well, listen, I got some dough, so I was able to hire some people who are good people who are AIDS, and they help them. But, uh. Holy shit. Yeah, that's what you do. You got to, if you don't have any dough, you got to put them in a uh, facility, you know? Yeah. You know, thank God for facilities because I don't know what the hell you would do. Because, you know, these people have to maintain jobs and, uh, you know, they don't have a luxury of time either to to try to take care of. And guess what? Now become complete invalids in terms of taking care of themselves. What? I'm an old fuck. I can't be taking care of people. I'm supposed to be in my golden years. I'm supposed Wait to be. A minute. I'm supposed to be walking around, kind of chilling and going, "Hey, when's someone going to take care of yeah, me?" Yeah, you raised your kids. That was the yeah. job, right? Yeah, once yeah, you I, get I, the kids done, I did my fucking job. And now my mother's like, "I have a wonderful son." I'm <laughs> no, you know what? And and here's the bitch of it. She doesn't even say she has a wonderful son. She goes. I am so blessed to have Beth in my life. Don't what? think I don't. Yeah, Beth gets all of the fucking credit. And I got to tell you, Beth even said, Beth even said, I feel so bad for you. Like your mother just praises me 
I go, yeah, I should know. She doesn't even say thank you for marrying Beth. You you don't get any credit. Beth is so (laughs) wonderful. And believe you me, I thought I was going to get the praise heaped on me that I, you know, that would, that would at least keep me fueled up. Yeah. Yeah, but but you. I know how she takes care of me, and she's a good person. And believe me, I count my blessings every day that I have Beth. Oh, my God. And I go, and I sit there with my mouth open. I don't say a word. I really, what I want to say, because, you know, I, I'm on the one hand, I'm happy my mother loves my wife. And, you know, I love my wife so much, and I always want her to feel good. Right. But You're on glad the other hand, she's a completely a part of the family and appreciated. Yeah. But on the other hand, I want to say, you know, I'm the one financing all of this shit. You, I got you two full time aides round the clock. How do you 24 think all hours. Of this is is being done? How this is I happening? Pay, I pay for the roof over your head. I pay for all your food. You don't have one bill. What? Beth. What? Well, I mean, okay. Look, I have not, Beth, I've now. I mean, not once. Not one. Thank you. Thank you, Howard. No. I have wonderful Beth. Uh, you know, and Beth does a lot for my mom. Like the other day, she sure. wanted egg drop soup. So Beth does make phone calls and she gets her pajamas and gets her and, and she decorated their entire apartment. My father's never once thanked me. He's sitting there on his pile of dough. He saved up uh. his whole life while I'm spending, spending, spending. And I mean, I don't even get a, like some thank you. Not I'm pretty once. sure. Not while I, he knew you were his son. <laughs> right. And now I don't I now when I walk in he knows I'm somebody. He he hears me speaking with authority. That's all he knows. <laughs> Cuz he called someone else's wife and went my old man was going to run around naked. Don't ask what was going on with him, but uh he's doing okay in the hospital, but we had to take him off the um that these cool drug. We have him on this fantastic fucking drug called um Depakote. Yeah, you it's were naming fucking... drugs to me I've never heard of. I was oh, like, my God. Robin, if I got my notes out, I could sound like a medical doctor right now. <laughs> An MD. And you know what? But I'm also neglecting my own life, my, my own health. I, I'm busy taking care of them. I realize I haven't been to, like, the general practitioner where they stick the finger up your ass to see how your prostate's you doing. You haven't gotten I'm... your year, your annual? No, I got to go get, I got my doctor retired. This is the second doctor that retired. I got to get a good one. And I don't want to You know, travel. you're old when you're out living doctors, you know, like I they've know. retired and you're still here. I and know. you got to so find a new one. I had a guy used to stick the finger up my ass, tell me, yeah, your prostate's large, but you're healthy, blah, blah, blah. You know, now I haven't had a finger in my ass in three years. I got to get on you it. You miss it? <laughs> I, I don't miss it. I hate it. But I was up pissing. I pissed three, I got up four times later. I went to bed at 10 o'clock. We watched a fabulous movie. I loved it. You might make fun of me, but I don't care. It's called uh, uh, Cha-Cha Sidestep. Cha-Cha. What the fuck? I wrote it down. Hold on a second. Cha-Cha. Hold on. Cha-Cha real slow. Yeah. Did you see it, John? No, I didn't, but I heard it's good. It's great. Cha-Cha real slow. Jeez, I did. I did write down the guy's is, name. What is that it. on? That is on Apple Plus. Okay. Cha Cha Real Smooth on Apple Plus, starring Dakota Johnson. Who, by the way, Dakota Johnson is so fucking hot. I can't even handle watching her. She's not the 
I don't know, between her acting, she's outdone her parents, Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith. She's so much better than those two. You know, when these well, kids... Melanie uh, has an Academy Award. Uh, she's terrific, but... You know, I almost did a movie. With, did I ever tell you I almost did a movie with Melanie yeah, Griffith? Yeah, I told yeah. you that. We talked yeah. about how you you fell in love in the interview. Oh my god! <laughs> I had the private parts. I got offered a bunch of movies, and uh, this was one. Took I wasn't. I didn't want to star in a movie. I wanted to be a supporting actor, and I loved making movies and all that. But you know, it ain't my primary thing. So they came up with this interesting part in a Melanie Griffith movie. So I demanded a meeting with Melanie Griffith. I said, let me look her over because I got to see, is she, you know, you know, is she going to be able to handle this thing? Let me talk to her. You're asking want... if she can handle something. Well, because I didn't want to be in a fucking bomb. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> and I don't know, you know, you see her running around with Antonio Banderas, and the, but does she still have the chops? Can she still <laughs> own the room? You know a movie star when they walk in the fucking room. You can see it. They ooze uh, uh, charisma. Well, I sat there with my agent, and she walked in, in two seconds, you know. She had it. She had the X Factor. <laughs> and you know me. I'm very method. I need to see if there's chemistry. And uh, immediately, it was chemistry. chemistry. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had. She didn't have any with me, but I had with her. I had tremendous chemistry with her, that Melanie Griffith. But I got to tell you, when I see when some two famous people, their kid goes into acting, I go, give me a fucking break. Give me a fucking break. But some of these kids, a you take um, it off a few. You take uh, Tom Hanks and a uh, kid. Uh, he's terrific. When I saw him in Dexter, you That's see right. um, Dakota Johnson is so I mean, when she was in Fifty Shades of Grey, forget about it. And then now. In this cha-cha real smooth. She's so good. And she's in this movie with this dude, Cooper Rafe. I don't know if you know who he is. I don't know him. I've seen two of his movies. He writes them and he directs them. And he stars in them. What are these movies about? Well, this cha-cha real genre? smooth. It's a very, it's a very kind of like coming of age kind of genre thing. And he, mm -hmm. and it's, it was, it was a good movie. It, it, it taught you a lot. It, it got you thinking. We, You're learning a, from the movies, okay. Well, listen, Dakota <laughs> Johnson is a woman who missed out on her romantic life, her dating life. She had responsibilities. She had a child. And she starts to act out her fantasies with him. But real, Well, I don't want to ruin it for you, but she realizes things about life that are very sensible. And it's a good lesson for people to see. Uh -huh. And the guy who wrote it did a good job. And I like Cha-Cha Real Smooth. And by the way, your boyfriend, Brad Garrett, is in it, too. So there you go. Okay. Well, then I'll watch. I'll good. watch That's Brad right. Right. because I love him. And so I have to and, check out what he's doing. And Leslie Mann, too, who is uh, who is she? She's the wife of. She's go ahead. She's Apatow's wife, right? Very good. Well, you still got it. <laughs> good for you. Judd Apatow's <laughs> wife. I liked it. Anyway, that was one of the relaxing things I'm doing. But I had to keep my phone on because the doctors... I had three different doctors calling me all weekend about my father. And I said to my wife, I think I'm going to, I was just so into cha-cha real smooth. I'm like, I think I'm going to turn off the phone. She goes, you can't turn off the phone. What did the doctors have to get a hold of you? I go, so the wait, where's he going? <laughs> but I kept it on. I kept it on. Did you get through I mean, it without an interruption? I actually did because I talked to one doctor before cha-cha. And then after cha-cha, I had talked to another doctor. <laughs> I timed it out perfect. 
By the way, I mean, you yeah. uh, astound me Thank as you, a Robin. person who has Thank a you. chronic complaint but yes. won't even try to figure out if there's anything to do about it. Thank you, Robin. You know, a lot of people talk about <laughs> uh, my various attributes, but uh, you always seem to point them out the best. Thank you for saying that. And if I'm ever inducted again into the Radio Hall of Fame, please go up and speak on my behalf. <laughs> no, really. You, this are you talking about? Thing... Are you talking about Gary or the prostate? <laughs> well, that's another thing. All right, yeah. <laughs> I can't do much about that. But you might be, there might be relief for this prostate issue. Of there yours. is, there is. There are two, there are two options. Okay. You can have surgery, which they go up through your peen hole Ooh. and fucking start cutting away your prostate. I ain't doing that. I know a dude who did it. It was fucking brutal. The other yeah, thing is you can good. take, you can take a drug that uh, helps you pee like a racehorse. You'll think you're 20 years old again. Problem is there could be side effects. So oh. you know what? I was up okay, four so times. Okay, so you have tried to do something about it. I haven't. I, I haven't done any of them. No, but I, I'm just uh, saying you questioned. You've. I heard. did question. All right. And here's the thing: I figured out. I'm terrible at getting back to sleep. Once I'm up, on my head is racing. My mind is going. But I went to bed at ten o'clock. I was watching Hustle with Adam Sandler. I was laying in bed like a prince, sitting there with my TV in bed. That's sleeping away. And I'm watching Adam Sandler and Hustle, which, by the way, seems to be very, very good. I'm halfway through it. I love it. Is this new? A, I don't really know. Hustle. He's a basketball. He's a guy who's a he goes out and looks for basketball players to play for the 76ers. OK. And, yeah, uh, it's good. So far, so good. I haven't seen the whole thing. You will not want it to end. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, Sandler's real good in it. And uh, so far, he's he's he goes out and he finds some crazy great basketball undiscovered basketball player and uh you know that's all i know right now and you know who his wife is my mother who? would like this queen latifah queen is Lat married to adam sandler in the movie oh. and he's yeah, you in gotta love tell with your mother her about that and put it on for her nothing better than watching sandler rubbing uh, queen latifah's feet and saying to her for such a beautiful woman how do you have such ugly feet <laughs> and uh <laughs> it's a great line but uh it's good it's good stuff he does a nice job in it uh so yeah, anyway an actor he has become a very good dramatic actor as well as a comedic actor i was so stressed out about my parents that i was laying in bed watching umbrella academy i gotta tell you i gotta chill out from some of these superhero movies for a while i had a week i watched uh, you know, I watched two Spider-Man movies back to back. I watched um, Doctor Strange in the uh, in the, uh, the the multiverse. Is that uh, available now online? Yeah, streaming on Disney Plus, absolutely. Okay. And I got to tell you, it's I'm burning out on these uh, Umbrella Academy, Doctor Strange, Obi Wan Kenobi. Maybe they're I, coming too fast. All these things. I mean, I love it and I hate it. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi I just finished. Excellent. Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus on the Marvel, uh, I mean, on the Star Wars uh, thing. It's It was fucking great, but Jesus Christ. I mean, I got to watch a, a movie of substance once in a while. Something other than superheroes. <laughs> something attached to reality. I love superhero movies. I love FBI anything. All three FBIs that are on uh, CBS I watch. I love revenge movies. So these are the things I'm where, into. Where 
do you find time to paint? <laughs> I painted. Uh, I painted Beth. Beth's birthday's coming up. I painted her. Shh, don't tell her. I painted her a little uh, something. It's not very good. I think I did a shit job. Oh. But hopefully she'll like it. I could have done better. What do you do when that happens? You don't just trash it and start all over. Or you just well, I wanted to know I put the effort. I wanted to know I put the effort, so I'll give nice. it to her. She could decide what to do with it. She can burn it, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, that's what I do when I get stressed out about my parents. And the other thing I'm reading is the R. Crumb book. You know, I love R. Crumb. Yeah. Jimmy bought it for me a couple of years ago. I never got around to it. That guy was my kind of guy. He hated everyone and everything. R. Crumb. Yeah, you got a little bit of that going on. Yeah, I relate to that guy. <laughs> I made a list this week and everything I hate, the fucking thing went seven pages and I even ran out of ink. Robin bought yeah, this me a... This is your uh, journal. Pen. This is your yeah. journal, right? <laughs> you would love reading my journal. It's just one thing after another shit I hate. And what a bunch of assholes these uh, Trumpies are. Oh, my God. It was just a vicious... In pen and ink. <laughs> yeah, and then I made a collage about Roe v. Wade, rest in peace. And then I took the word rest, and I recreated the word resist out of rest. You get it? Oh, Fucking the 60s are that. back. Revolution is here. Break out the revolution. <laughs> the revolution's here. <laughs> Richard was telling me the new Beavis and Butthead movie is hilarious. I didn't even know that was out. If I had I, known that, I would. Is that streaming too? I haven't. Uh... Yeah, that's going to be on Paramount. Is that on okay. Paramount, Richard? New Beavis and Butthead? Yeah, it's out now. It came out, I think, Friday. And uh, we watched it Friday night. I have to watch it again. Because I was literally crying, laughing so hard that I missed a lot of the jokes. I can't is, wait. Oh my, it is so goddamn funny, like from start to finish. It, I love the Beavis. It, I love Beavis and Butthead. And you know what the problem with Beavis and Butthead was? And I'm sure, uh, my, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the guy Mike who writes Judge? it? Mike yeah. Judge. I was going to say Mike Trainer, but. He doesn't write that. He writes some other world's shit. dumbest. <laughs> the world's dumbest. Um, Mike Judge. The big problem was Beavis and Butthead were so great at commenting on rock videos. Yes. And then they couldn't get the rights anymore to rock videos, so he had to come up with a new device. And I think social media is the device, right? That Beavis and Butthead comment on that shit. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, they come into modern times somehow and all this stuff is new to them and they're like goofing are, on it. Uh, are they older Great. or are they the same age no they're same age the, i won't give it away <laughs> but somehow they get to this hey by era, the way the same i saw age. the preview i saw the preview what about when uh Beavis and Butthead meet the multiverse, and then they meet versions of themselves. Is that funny? Oh, it's so great. Oh, my God. It is hilarious. Yeah. And then there's, like, alien, weird alien Beavis and Buttheads <laughs> from another universe. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's perfect. And Richard's you know, a weird guy. You know, Richard loves certain things, and like, but I can't always relate to Richard. Richard right. spent the last two years watching the same three movies every Friday night. And when he was telling me about this, I go, there's something really wrong with Richard, but... uh what were the three movies? Every Friday night, you and your wife would watch what? Well, we used to watch Live PD. That was like our favorite show in the no, world. No, that but I know. That got canceled. Yeah, right. So these after guys, that got, we were these lost guys love they, they, they love Live PD so much, which I've never even seen, but I could play you some clips from it. It's fucking crazy. 
But when it when it got canceled, they started watching Wine Country, Sideways, and The Big Lebowski. But not like one time or two times. Wine but Country. Th- oh, yeah, it's wine great! Co- it's on Netflix. You would love it, Robin. Amy Poehler directed it. It is okay. so fun, and it's a fun movie. Like they just drink wine and. But how and do you watch fun. it? How do you? But how do you watch the same movie every fucking Friday night? Because we have two young kids, by Friday night we are exhausted between like work and the kids and just life. We don't want to have to think about anything new or take oh, a chance come on. that we're going to watch crazy. something new that we don't like. We want a comfort movie, and we oh, want to have wine with it. So oh, we just that's, we rotate that's, between those three movies. That's insane. <laughs> Although Beavis and Butthead was the first new thing I've watched in a really, really long time. And it was awesome. Good to see you branch out. One Country, (laughs) Big Lebowski, and what's the other one? Sideways. You love Sideways. Oh, I love Sideways. Sideways is great. Do I know Sideways? What is that? It's a Wine Country movie, too. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I forgot he's an alcoholic. So, okay. (laughs) All great movies revolve around drinking, Howard. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you watched each of those movies if you really thought about it? Uh, A lot. I'm especially Lebowski because that came out in 98. So that it's in the hundreds. If if you've watched it hundreds of times, has any of the dialogue sunk in where you could do monologues from like Big Lebowski? Uh, A little bit. I mean, not like. You know, like I listen to these Halloween tapes when I go to bed and I kind of have those memorized, but, um, movies a little bit, you know, I could, uh, Jeez. I could recite think, some of it. Yeah. You'd think you'd know the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, we only got sidetracked here because amazing that Richard's retained nothing after watching something a hundred <laughs> times. I can start well, with Lebowski. I mean, I probably get a little wrong, but way out West, there is a guy. He was a man for his time, known as the dude. Now the dude, he was. You're, a re- man you're already lost. Time. Yeah, I'm that's already it. fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sam uh, Elliott. Uh, all right, Marie. Thanks. All right, thanks, Richard. Thank you, Howard. Talking to a guy who's watched the same movie over and over again for two years. Yeah, three-year-olds do that because because. The live PD show was off the air. I got to play you some of this live PD. I will. It's in a coming minute. back though. We yeah, just I heard. Like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Didn't they cancel it because the cops kept getting sued and stuff? Wasn't that the reason? There was like there was an incident that happened, but it was just it was in a time where like cops, the show cops got canceled, and it was in a time where a lot of those kind of shows were just getting dropped. But it's coming coming back. I think in three weeks. I heard your wife freaked out when they canceled Live PD. Oh, she was, yeah, we were both bawling. Like, we were crying because we watched that show religiously, and, and it, like, the people on the show and the different police officers they showed, they, they kind of became like family to us, and they call it Live PD Nation, where it's like Bachelor Nation, where you watch it so much, you get to know everybody, and we were devastated. Jeez. And then when you she married we, the right woman, how did you find oh, the absolute right woman for you? Because I didn't think that you. woman existed. I didn't know much about <laughs> Thanks, Live PD. <laughs> I didn't know much about Live PD, but I'll give you the rundown real quick. This is uh, Richard's and his wife's favorite television series. It was on A and E, which, by they the cried. way, she, they cried. A and E. I love. I always talk about this. Cable channels when they first start, they're all highfalutin. A and E is like arts and entertainment, and they were going to have like just 
fine art movies and oh yeah they interviews. were going to show concerts yeah. uh plays and, and guess what uh you know these art movies and guess what happened? and then interview the people in them yeah yeah and guess what happened nobody cared and That's so right. they went to shows like live pd and now their name is and intervention you know where they show you drug people trying to get off well, wasn't, didn't the learning <laughs> channel start to show like isn't that a show you loved on tlc it was yeah. originally called the learning channel well that's but it the, they can't make any money in the world of uh you know a and e airs intervention they air live pd you know it's uh it, there's no money you know oprah knew that Remember when Oprah started? She did, yeah. you know, she, she used to have weird shows. Everybody knows that, 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 that you've got to go mainstream, especially in the world of cable. You got to find shows that TLC has 600 pound life and 90 day fiance. It's called now, the learning channel. They all had to do what right. Kentucky, they had to yeah. do what Kentucky fried chicken did. They, they don't even call themselves Kentucky fried chicken, just KFC. TLC. No one goes, hey, what is TLC? The Learning Channel. It's 600-pound life and 90-day fiancé. Let's learn right. something. Let's watch. Even Bravo was supposed to be some highfalutin uh, kind of network when it first started. And yep. now they, you know, it's a, the Housewife franchise. Now Andy Cohn is their lead guy. Yeah. Which is fine. Anyway, Live PD was canceled in June of 2020. Following the murder of George Floyd, it was one of their highest rated shows at the time. But people felt, you know, there was a sensitive thing about cops and how the police were policing. And so they canceled the show. They canceled the show. I guess things got better now so we can go back. <laughs> yeah, that problem was solved. Thank God. <laughs> now the police and and, and uh, all everything's been straightened out. But Live PD was... Kind of the view was they're making a game out of law and order. Um, and then, um, and then I think the producers of the show were accused of destroying footage, uh, that, that might have been damaging to the police. Who knows what the fuck oh, it was. Boy. But well, what are they going to do now? Are they going to keep up the same antics or I don't know? Oh, how how uh, have they fixed this all up? I don't know. But somehow Will the it's show back. still have teeth, Richard, if they have to do all the right things? I Whatever they do, I'm up for it. I, whatever <laughs> they got to do to get the show back. <laughs> so Richard was, Richard was devastated when the show went off the air. And he was such a fan. I don't know if I ever played you this. He once recorded a drum accompaniment to the show's theme song. And the show was planning to air Richard's version on their 300th episode right before it was oh. canceled. So here's the thing that Richard sent in. He listen to Richard drum away to the live PD theme. what the inside of Richard's head sounds like. <laughs> but I have to say, he made the song better. <laughs> he sure as fuck did. How the hell, Richard, how the hell didn't you make it as a professional drummer? I mean, it's weird to me. You're probably one of the best drummers I ever heard. You were voted by Metal Magazine as one of the best drummers. Oh, Was it a Metal so. Magazine? 
Uh, I mean, you know, I've been a modern drummer and I've been voted by a lot of metal websites as one of the best drummers. I mean, it depends on your turn, your, how you describe making it. I mean, I got to tour. I saw the whole world when I was in my twenties. Yeah, but you never played. made money. People didn't know your name. You weren't a success. Uh, People I, I in get the metal it. world know. I mean, I played the, there's a death album. I played on the final album from the band Death, The Sound of Perseverance. And that's viewed as Richard, a legendary Richard, metal album. So Richard, look at me. Try yes. and fucking focus on what I'm saying. <laughs> it's great that you were on the album Death or Death album. But nobody gives a shit about death. You know what I mean? You never like, made, you didn't get the, the, the chicks. You didn't get the money. That's you true. didn't get, you know, no one knows he your name. He saw the world and then he'd come home and live in a, a, a storage, a, a storage yeah. locker. Yeah. Exactly. You lived in a, you lived in a place that didn't even have a bathroom. You shot in a can. I mean, you didn't make it as a musician. Get your head around it. You know, you know. I, I'm proud of what I've done, but you, you're no. making some good points. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying you had to come work for me. You were so fucking down on your luck. I, mean, <laughs> I never that's... had an indoor shower until you hired me, Howard. So thank <laughs> that's you. what I mean. I, I mean, so I mean, but you're so good on the drums. It's yeah, insane. It sounds and... amazing what you're playing. Thank you. There. I mean, I chose a type of music that's very underground. There, you're right. right. There was no women. Uh, there wasn't a lot of money, but I was passionate about it. I used to practice five hours a day and then go to band practice. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm proud of what I've done. But yeah, as far as, you know, making money and all that, that wasn't. <laughs> I'll tell you how. But you never even learned to be a session musician. You never learned to be uh, anything in music that would make you money. Right. Uh, I've I done mean, some session work, Robin, but you know, music's Richard. hard. No matter, unless you're at Foo Fighters level, you know, you're probably not making a lot of money in music. But it's weird that, like, the Foo Fighters, or even if, even if, like, um, a lame band had just hired you to be, you know, in their 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 band. I mean, this guy was so down on his luck. I'll give you a story. Forget about shitting in a can. Richard's living, he'd come off tour, he's living in this fucking storage unit. And I mean in a storage facility. Yeah. Not, it's illegal. You're not even allowed to be in there. <laughs> yeah, we so kept he's it in hush, there, hush. <laughs> no showers, nothing. So living Richard's there, living on the floor. Richard once wiped his face with a cloth in the storage unit, and it was covered in fire ants. <laughs> and, and like, it was a towel, a wet towel. I, like uh, I would shower out out in the driveway of the storage facility with a garden well, hose, which yeah, was right. funny. People see me out there in my underwear showering, they drive by, and I didn't even give a shit. I was like, I don't care. And then, right. but I would always throw my towels on the floor when I came in to the storage unit, and for some reason, fire ants are attracted to moisture, and I just didn't even think about it. Dude, I put put the towel against my face and start my face started burning. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then I had to you, go out. I had I went out with a friend that night, and I had red bites all over my face. But did you ever did you ever say to yourself, Jesus Christ? I mean, you went out on tour. They must have paid you when you toured. No, I mean, did they give you any money? They did. I actually. So here's the thing. I would come home with money, but because I lived in a storage unit, I was paying like a hundred dollars a month in rent. Like yeah. I would have money to travel. So I got to, I would fly to LA and see friends like on vacation. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd go right back Wait to work second. too as an Wait electrician. Wait a second. Wait a second. You go out on tour. What, what was your best year you ever made as a drummer? Like, like how much money did you make in your best year? I would ask. I would average about five hundred to seven hundred dollars a week on tour, 
and then we'd go out on <laughs> on tour <laughs> for like a month, and I'd come home with two or three thousand dollars. Wow, so that was a lot for me. In a year, what would you make? Thirty grand. Well, I didn't tour the whole year. I'd tour oh. for like a month or two and then go back to my electrician job. And All right, that, so between was, being an electrician, you should be making some money. What was your best 12, year? Twelve fifty an hour. Uh, my best year was probably 19000 for the year. Between the music and, the, uh, and, and electrical uh, doing work. electrical yeah. work. Yeah. What yeah. a fucking... As good as you are, man, you couldn't make a living at it. You must no. be the world's worst businessman because, like as Robin says... <laughs> You're a good enough drummer. You could have gone and done session work with some big names. Where the fuck were you living? Where were you living? Orlando. Orlando. Why would you live in Orlando if you're a professional musician? Why not live in California? To make sure he didn't get hired for anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the death metal scene was huge in Florida in the 90s. So that's why our band moved down there. So So if you were were paying 100 a month for for your uh, storage unit that you lived in. So that that means, uh, geez, I mean, what would you what did you spend your money on booze or or like I mean, a little bit. Um, beer, I liked beer, so a little bit goes towards beer, and the rest of it I kind of just saved and would. Uh, when I wasn't on tour, I would travel. I'd go see my parents. Travel. I'd go do fun so things. So Vinny's like, not working as an electrician either. He's right. never making money. You are a lazy prick. You know what? I got to assign someone to make sure you're doing your work for us. Hey, I'm working my fucking ass off here. I'll tell you, you that. better be. I'll I, tell you that. I I'm going to give do you a, a list. You want a, you gonna, want a daily uh, report? I'll send you Damn right. I'm going to send someone over there. I want to see what you're up to. I, I'm no, the only no, asshole paying you big money. Everyone you else paid you. Thank you, Howard. I should pay you 20 grand a year. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be besting his other best year. Yeah, and he wouldn't leave because he's like, well, that's a thousand more than I used to make. <laughs> but then you're Howard. sending his, you know, he's had a couple of kids on you, and now you're going to be sending them to a storage locker. You know what's so sad? Richard makes more money licking Sal's balls and, and putting his cock cheese on his mustache yeah. than being an amazing, talented drummer. There's something wrong in our country. <laughs> something very wrong and that's the least of it <laughs> i found my niche <laughs> i tell you what well, hey scott what's on your mind hey howard i was wondering uh if dave Grohl contacted you asked if remember for food fighters how would you react and what would richard say I think what you said, because again, we, we have callers who don't have, you know, they're, they're living in warehouses too. It's a shame they, they haven't perfected the phone. Yeah. Yeah. One day they're going to invent a good phone, but I think he's <laughs> saying if the Foo Fighters contacted you, Richard, and wanted you to become their new drummer, would you do it? I mean, that would be up to you, Howard, but no, I'm happy where I am. I if like if you made me go do it, I'd do it. Make like, really? Go to. <laughs> yeah, I love it here, Howard. I mean, Richard, you know, I'm forcing you to go be the drummer. No, listen, I love having you here. You got a job with me as long as I can maintain doing this thing. Thank you, but, Howard. Um, but uh, I, mean, I mean, honestly, and this, you know, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. This is my dream job. When I was working as an electrician and on tour, I listened to you nonstop. I would, I used to tape your show onto a VHS tape because it would fit six hours of audio and I'd re-listen to your show over and over all day. So this is the, the dream. You know, I, I like the Foo Fighters, but that wasn't, you know, ever my dream. Not that that would ever wow. even be an option. Well, but. the dream's not going to last Richard forever, you know? 
I remember right? when Richard, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know one thing he said. Yeah, let's, let's get rid of him. <laughs> I have a... <laughs> That's why I never called you back in the day live on the show, Howard. I could... Well, first off, I was working, but I was always terrified I'd have a horrible connection and that you would uh, ha yell at me and hang up. So that's anyway. why I used to just leave voicemails. I don't know what you just said. I zoned out. We Sorry. have some good news for Richard. <laughs> Live PD is back on the Reels channel. Go find that. R-E-E-L-Z channel under the name On Patrol Live. On Patrol Live. They even had to change their name. Yeah, I said to Richard, let me hear uh, some of the, um, these are some of Richard's favorite moments from Live PD, which he watched religiously. Okay. Here's a drunk dude, very high energy for a drunk, yelling in his house. This is the kind of shit that, I got to admit, I am I love seeing this shit, too. All the crazy What's, What's going on, bud? Hey, buddy. Turn your light on my eyes. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Give me a tune, bitch. A tune? Air tune. Hey, don't tap for you, TV Gruber. Hey, hey, TV Gruber lady. How much did you drink hey, today, buddy? how much you drink today, bud? You tell me how much you drink. Now, how come you invite me into your house just to mock me? Because I love you, bud. Is that what it is? But you know what? Oh, that's a good one. That's a fun one. I'm going to get out of here, okay? God bless you, brother. All right, Chris. God bless you. Get in my house. All right. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it, bud. Dude, he sounds like a a possum that learned to talk, you know? <laughs> I got to tell you, when I watch these shows, you know, I love them because the police are comically polite. You know, back in the day, my uncle was a cop. My uncle was a cop when it was fun to be a cop. You'd walk in on a house like this with this fucking guy. Forget about it. He would give him an education very fast. In other words, he would sober up within three seconds once the cops. <laughs> well, why left. would who, why was somebody called to that house? I don't know. Was he doing something? Who I the fuck knows? Probably <laughs> noise noise complaints. I imagine. Yeah, I think and the, the problem music was too loud. <laughs> and the pro blame it, Richard. I I listened to that clip. I went. This is what Richard would sound like today if I hadn't hired him. <laughs> but. uh you know what it is, though? And I watch these shows. I go, God bless the police. I couldn't fucking deal with this situation. I'd be a terrible cop. I would be, you know, I take out my nightstick and beat this guy because I'd yeah, be like, that's what I always think of that. Nobody knows what the day to day life oh. of a police officer is and what they're encountering all day, every day. They only hear about these super sensational situations. You and, don't know what to you do. You know, the whole police force and everything they do gets judged by that. You know, because you're probably sitting there going, am I really babysitting some drunk maniac? And you don't know what the fuck is on his mind and this and that and the other thing. Plus, but, you walk um, in, you don't know what these people have taken. No, And it's you horrible. don't know what real the real condition is of their brain or the rest of their body. It's the hardest job in the world trying to figure out these situations. You know, and you walk in and you're supposed and everyone wants you to do the right thing. What the fuck you do with a guy who's babbling like that? You can't reason <laughs> with him. <laughs> All right, here's another. I'll give you some more why Richard loves this show so much. This is a clip of a drunk guy's false false teeth falling out. And none of the cops want to pick up his teeth. I don't blame them. Yeah, they, they want gloves. 
And the guy's like insulted, you know. Here's the guy's teeth falling out. Oh, look at them all. You all right, sir? Yep. See this? Just calm down a little bit. What happened tonight? Oh, hang on. That is my teeth. Want to get medical gloves on? His teeth, his teeth, no, his, his teeth just fell out. You know, I know you don't need medical gloves, but we're not going to pick your teeth up without gloves on. Why not? Because uh, we don't really know you, so I don't feel comfortable picking up your teeth. I'm going to grab your teeth, all right? No. <laughs> How the hell am I supposed to bite you if I don't have my teeth, officer? He's I the love best that because the... I don't need no medical yeah. gloves. Not for that you, dummy. <laughs> Here's a man so drunk he can't even remember where he lives. Sounds like my dad. Here we go. I respect you guys. I really do. Well, I appreciate like, it. Like in love with you. In love with us? Yeah. This is <laughs> like a forward version. Yeah. Come on, get out of here, boys. Jeffro, where do you live at? Is that a real camera? They're all real cameras. There's like a bunch of them here. Is that one of those ones from um, real camera TV or whatever? It is a real camera. We all wear real cameras oh. all the time. Where do you live at? I wish I, I wish I can tell you where to go. Okay. Do you not know where you live or what? Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, my. <laughs> hey, I I can't laugh. I've been there. I've walked into the wrong house before when I was drunk. Oh dear. Are you I enjoying got the shot one time? Are you enjoying the show because you see yourself in it or are you feeling like bad for the cops? I mean, what's what's the joy? Uh, you know, I don't know. I do probably see a lot of my younger self back in my wild days. I was like this. Like I said, I walked into somebody's house when I lived in Kansas in high school, drunk on I, Captain Morgan rum. I walked in and they were playing cards in their kitchen and they pulled a gun on me. They didn't know who the hell I was. I thought I was at my parents' house. So I think a lot of it is, yeah, it's just fun to kind of see these you people You think being those wild. people are, are in a fun mode. Well, some of them are. That guy that was singing was having fun. <laughs> I guarantee you, we, now with this new abortion law, we're going to see more of these types of people out of control because they're going to be raised in families that don't want them. It's going to be unbelievable. There's going to be so many good cop shows. But I'll tell you, I mean, I, I, I admire police because I have no patience for this nonsense. I would, I, first of all, Officer Stern would have no cameras on him. None. Zero. <laughs> Officer Stern Your would not tolerate. Your camera would always be broken. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, we don't have tape. I don't know how he got that bruise on his fucking head. <laughs> Maybe somebody knocked some sense into this fucking asshole. Stop calling sobered the police. Him up. <laughs> yeah, I sobered He needed to be quickly sobered up. Oh, I'd be the worst cop ever. Oh, my God. And, you know, the poor cops on this show, they got to be, Hi, sir, how are you today? It's like, oh, fuck this. Get this camera Top off of the me. Morning, like, do you, <laughs> yeah. do you know where you live? Can you yeah. tell us where you live? We would enjoy taking you home very much. <laughs> uh, hold it. Stop filming the uh, the camera, bro. Get the fuck out of my car, you scumbag. <laughs> and I love how, you know, some drunks are overly in love with everybody. Yeah, I yeah. love you. <laughs> I, I love you. <laughs> my, I would like a cop show with uh, Officer Stern. And now, Officer Stern, where justice will be served with his nightstick. <laughs> Hi, what's your name? <laughs> Boom! 
<laughs> hey, what you looking at? Where's my pepper spray? <laughs> Officer Stern's pepper spray is his greatest friend. <laughs> yeah, Pepper and me go wherever we want to. <laughs> be a laugh riot. No, I'm the wrong guy to be a cop. My uncle was a sergeant. I remember. Like, I used to stare at his holstered gun, because even when he was in my house, he had to wear his gun. You know, that's what mm. a cop has to do that. And I'd be like, hmm. Did he I wear one really... of those shoulder holsters, like it would be no. under a jacket or something? Or he no. wore it on his hip? Hip. Oh, wow. And, I, and he had a revolver, you know, back then in those days. They didn't have Glocks or any. I don't know what cops are using these days. Most of them use Glocks. But I used to look at that thing, and i go, hmm. I could certainly mete out some justice with that thing. My uncle was a level-headed guy. Only had to like shoot a guy once. Oh, I gotta tell you, Howard. I went to lunch with some friends the other day, and one of them sat down and said, "Oh, wait a minute. This was in Manhattan. Oh, wait a minute. I have to switch my gun over to the purse because now you can carry concealed weapons in New York." And I was like, "Really? You've got a gun?" Yeah, you know, now, you know, you better have a gun because other people can carry guns. I was like, well, I heard that they had gotten rid of carry, you know, concealed carry, but, uh, I didn't know anybody was actually that I knew going to be doing something because of it. You better tell your friend to be careful. Our mayor has said, uh, hey, the law is still in effect in New York. Never mind what the Supreme Court did. I was like shocked. Yeah, no, that's bullshit. And by the way, uh, I'm not going to say anything. Forget it. <laughs> but uh, it's just the first time somebody at lunch said I got to move my gun. <laughs> by the way, whoa, you're out in public again <laughs> with friends. Uh-oh. Outside, you, uh oh. Outside. Oh boy. Outside. Oh. Wore a mask to the restaurant. Flirting with disaster. Ever see that movie? And then I took off my mask. You like people. That's I, that's I don't relate to you anymore. I like. Why don't you my be friends? like me? Well, I don't. I don't. I don't like your you friends. Don't like I don't like my friends. friends. No. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, being a police officer, unbelievable, huh? Tough, tough fucking gig. Yeah, and and being able to have everybody concealing a gun isn't going to help their jobs anymore. How Not only you know this. What? This drunk guy, I was going to play another one of your favorite clips. Well, I was just going to say, I, I saw Officer Stern before, and it was scary, and it sobered me right up. Uh, we what were doing, what, what back in the day, we were doing one of the roasts, and I got wasted out of my mind on the show. And, uh, and you, you were, ha- weren't having it anymore. You're like, somebody get that fucking drink out of his hand. <laughs> and, and I sobered up real quick. You, oh, yeah, you know what? Stern gave me a lecture about drinking. I before. wrote, I wrote in my journal, what do I hate? Like I wrote a love and hate list. And what do I hate the most? We know what number one was drunks. I fucking mm. hate them. They're fucking annoying. They're fucking stupid. I can't stand. I'm, I'm sober. I don't fucking drink. And I did that. I didn't even have a problem with alcohol, but I can't stand drunk so much. I don't even want to be, I don't want to slur one word. You don't want to waste one brain cell. You know, every time what drunkenness is, is brain cells being destroyed. I got so few brain cells. 
that I don't want to lose one. They're precious. Yep. Yeah, didn't I take you into a room and tase you, I think? Because I had one of those little... Uh, I wanted that, though, Howard. <laughs> I want you to punish I me. <laughs> I, I just want to tell you, when you talk about, like, cops, how much crap they have to take, last summer I was on vacation. I was walking down the street in, in, in Maryland, and this guy was on all fours, and he was literally, like, shitting, like a log right. came out of his ass, right? <laughs> so then he pulls up his pants and he shits some more. So now the cops Ugh. come. They wrap him in a blanket because they got to put him in the car, but he's full uh, of shit. Uh. Right? So, and, then, and then he's, like squirming around and of course they'll have to put gloves on they'll have to put masks on this guy's squirming around the car the blanket's coming loose and i just realized like these guys not only do they have to put this guy somewhere now somebody's got a clean shit out of the back of the car disgusting yeah unfortunately where those guys go is to the emergency room here's a dude and yeah robin had to do it yeah him. yeah here here's a segment where a guy shits himself on live PD. This is why Richard <laughs> likes this show so much. Gary, what are you doing? Could you just get me to the hospital? What do you want to go to the hospital for? I'm right now in my pants. So get me to the hospital. You pooped in your pants a little? I didn't eat correctly. Mm -hmm. So I ended up with diarrhea. Mm -hmm. I slipped out in my butt. Relax, relax. I'm just telling my brothers defecating in his pants. He's saying he's got some sort of uh, issue no, and he's to the hospital. And I got the run. Oh, I'd love to mete out some yeah. justice to this fucking guy. <laughs> I, I love the cops. You he know what you love about it? Thing. No, you, you love the, the wrong thing. You love the show, too, because the cops are like, hey, Gary, how are you? What's going on? <laughs> I just shit my pants. And go, That's okay, pal. Oh, you defecated, it's, huh? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we'll get you cleaned up. Take me to the hospital now, like it's a limo service. <laughs> Here, you know, like, oh, I couldn't be on that show for one minute because Officer Stern would never be on that show. I'm, I'm not. You know. Oh, hey, Gary, let me change your pants for you. Just take those <laughs> off, and I'll go buy you a new pair. And they're wrapping him in a blanket. You know, like, ugh, it must smell to high heaven oh. in that car. Officer Stern would have a whole fucking plan with these guys who shit their pants. <laughs> You shit your pants, you baby, you motherfucker. I got to sit here and smell you, you disgusting shithead. You take motherfucker. Take me to the hospital. Yeah, okay. We're going to take you to the hospital. First, I'm going to beat you so that you look like you should be in the hospital. I'm going to hit you over the head about ten times. And yeah, see this isn't the hospital problem, but you're going to have a hospital problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shitting will be the least of your worries. <laughs> Now, when do you like this show? Here's here's Richard calling one of our coworkers when uh, when he peed. What's up, Will, you sexy bitch? All right, I'm going to leave you a message. And this is it. I'm going to take a piss right on the phone right here. Hey, no wonder you like this show. These are all your brothers. Where were the cops then? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad Officer oh. Stern wasn't around when I was doing that. Oh, I'd read you your rights first. I go, sir, your my foot has the right to remain up your ass for the entire <laughs> remainder of the day. <laughs> I have a whole list of rights I read people before I arrest them. 
I'm drunk and I got to get to work. Okay, well, lucky for you, nothing sobers up a guy faster than a police baton. I learned that. <laughs> Better than oh, coffee. <laughs> Are you kidding? You, you ever see these fucking morons who, like, rub their dog's uh, nose in the shit? That's what I, Officer Stern would treat these people very, very mm-hmm. well. Um, I'm going to teach you not to shit in public anymore. I'm going to rub. I'm going to rub your nose in your own excrement. And then hit you with a newspaper in the yeah. butt. <laughs> do you guys mind? Uh, do you guys mind turning off the cameras for this excellent lesson? I'm going to give this gentleman. <laughs> I'm going to meet out some justice here. <laughs> I have my rights. Oh yes, I forgot to read you your rights. You have the right to call a lawyer after I tase the shit out of you. <laughs> you fucking baby! Why don't I put you up on the changing table and I'll clean up your poop? You baby. There's a there's a procedure Howard perfected. It was called baton, tase, pepper spray. Right. The three three ways of policing. BDP. You uh, shit my pants. All right. You have the right to eat your own feces right now. <laughs> That's your right, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Officer Stern, for reading me my rights. I'll commence eating my own feces. Okay. <laughs> oh, Officer Stern would clean up everything. Don't worry. You wouldn't see one drunk on the street. They might, yeah, they might actually give up drinking after meeting you. Hi, it's Officer Stern. Uh-oh, I better sober up. Last time I met Officer Stern, he smacked me in the head 15 times. I better hide this bottle. Yeah, no nonsense. There are certain things that fall outside the law. You know, you, you got so many of these drunks, you don't know what to do with them. You see on this TV show that Richard watches that there's so many drunks. So you yeah, need you an officer. You need an officer like myself who is willing to, let's say, bend the law. <laughs> you didn't read me my rights oh i'm sorry you have the right to free electricity from my taser right now <laughs> these cops on tv have to behave like girl scouts not officer stern Turn off the cameras, guys. It's time for me to mete out justice. <laughs> yeah, that guy screaming in that taser clip isn't slurring his words at all. No. <laughs> it's amazing how you sober up. Sober. Yeah. It's not only men on these shows either. Here's a uh, here's live PD. Here's a, a, a woman cursing a lot and slurring. No, he, he just had the knife out. Yeah. I didn't know he was going to go, uh, out of me. I, I didn't know. He didn't do neither. Okay. And you were in fear? Well, no, I was trying to breathe. Cloud him and he didn't do nothing. I, I, yeah, I was fighting. Hey, I, you know, you're a few old Well, I'm just asking you, trying to get in your mindset. Like, if someone had me... I said, I, you know, I was... I, so if somebody's put shit against you, you can't... So you're... Yeah, you're getting a crackhead. And I, I, I probably... I don't know what all over. Probably because I'm lazy, bitch. I, I, you know. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I, I you need, told me that was a woman. I need proof, video proof, that that's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard know. she's really hot. Like, she's like um, Dakota Johnson. Yeah. Emily Ratajowski yeah. type. Yeah, yeah, she looked like Emily Ratajowski. Well, I guess alcohol fucks up your voice or something. Makes you sound well, like a dude. I, and I don't, there might have been cigarettes involved for many yeah. years before that, too. <laughs> yeah, Officer Stern's here. For that role. <laughs> Officer Stern, what should we do with this young lady? Hmm. Well, um, I've had a lot of success with my, um, what I do is, um, 
we uh, release her with a tag on her ear like an animal, and then we can track her and see if she gets into any of the trouble. <laughs> Ma'am, this won't hurt a bit. Just going to put a tag on your ear. We want to see where you go. <laughs> I like how he says he wants to get into her mindset. It's yeah. Like, I think he needs some drinks to get into her mindset. <laughs> now, when do you love this show? Oh, it's the best. Here, this woman hid um, the drug crack in her asshole, and a cop had to stand there while well, she tried to dig it out. Well, that's perfect place to put crack. What are you talking about? Well, that's why they call it your crack. It's until you know where to store your crack. Um, this woman hid crack in her asshole, and the cop had to stand there while she tried to dig it out. Oh, oh only only Officer Stern was there. Yeah, Richard said uh, when he was sitting there with his wife, they had tears coming out of their eyes. They were laughing so hard at this particular segment. Here it is. Mm -hmm. Here's there's a female sanitary napkin that was stuffed between the seats, which would lead me to believe that she's removed it to possibly take the drugs and stuff it inside of her person. There's something you want to come clean about? Okay. Put something in my butt. Now, if the crack's not there no more. Probably still there. I can't find it. It's up there, sir. If I could just, like, grunt one good time, I could get Can you out. have an ambulance... Somebody that stuck some 31 up their rear end and needs help getting it out. I wasn't behind you, but for like a minute and a half, how did you get something that far up your butt? And why is that the first thing that comes to your mind to conceal it? Most people put it in like a shoe or in something else. I don't know. I guess I haven't got a joint. I don't want to be in any trouble. She stuffed some crack in her butt. The EMS couldn't say whether it was there or dissolved or not. Based on what we got, we just cut her with a warning. Wait a minute. She took the, the bare rock and shoved it up yeah. there? Shoved the crack oh, in her ass. Goodness. And then she yeah. couldn't get it out. It's like when well, Ronnie, it might have Ronnie was trying to pull she, the shit out of his ass. He's having a nice rush. <laughs> well, I think that's what they were worried about. It might have been such a high amount that it really would have hurt her. Yeah. If it oh, yeah. I mean, I, Officer Stone would be real concerned about her her health, <laughs> making sure she didn't get, and nothing bad would happen More to her from her crack. More concerned she is. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Well, she um, removed a tampon and then stuck it up her ass. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't even understand the concept. <laughs> My boy, uh, you know, when I first started working with, working with Fred uh, back in Hartford, he used to uh, keep his keys in his ass to his car, and I, <laughs> I'd never seen anything like that before. Uh, yeah, but I never, never lost, lost them. them. Yeah. Never lost them. That's what he used to say. Always to me. had his keys. That's right. Yeah. Well, Fred, can you give me a lift? Yeah, give me a sec here. I got to dig these keys out of my ass. Let me grunt real quick. Oh, if I was a police officer, it'd be a disaster. They fired uh -huh. me after. I see a woman with a crack up her ass. <laughs> Ma'am, I, I can help you with that. How can you help me? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit you in the head so hard, the crack rock is going to shoot out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> allow me to Allow me to boil you in hot water till the crack pops out. <laughs> Oh, my God. People are a fucking mess. This is what I mean. I couldn't tell. I, I, I officially declare I would not be a good police officer. Howard, yes, I think please you're don't gonna... hire Howard after he no. finishes. He hangs up his radio <laughs> headphones. Right. <laughs> Do not hire him as a cop. That's right. You're not going to be, be like Steven cop. Seagal. Like Steve, remember, didn't <laughs> yeah. Steven Seagal used to ride along with cops? Oh, my God. Steven Seagal. All his move when, when Steven Seagal plays a movie in the movies, he plays with copies. He's the great. He goes into a bar, he, he beats everyone up in two minutes, 
And and, and uh, he tell, he even takes off his badge and goes, okay, now I'm one of you guys. Now, come on, someone attack me. He beats up the whole bar. He loves it. That's like <laughs> Officer Stern. <laughs> you guys just start watching the show, He's making movies again. Yep. I, I mean, I've seen them advertised, you know, like when you're scrolling through some streaming no. service. I see he's got some new movies out. He's fat and he's back. Steven Seagal <laughs> with his best buddy, Vladimir Putin. And that crazy hairline of his, you know. It's the best. It's just amazing. Jet black hair. Guy's older yeah. than me and he's got jet black hair. It's unbelievable. And he's got this widow's peak that goes down to like the middle of his forehead. <laughs> he ripped off Eddie Munster. <laughs> He writes the greatest scripts, though. <laughs> uh, Officer Stern, we're having a problem here. A woman just stuck crack up her uh, ass. We can't get it out. Oh, you can't get it out? Let me. I, I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring another crackhead uh -huh. in, and he's going to stick his head uh -huh. up her ass and smoke the crack out of her. How's that? God. <laughs> Officer He'll Stern, you're a genius. On fire. Yeah. <laughs> He'll just light her ass and wait for the smoke to come out her mouth. <laughs> uh, let me see what else I got here. All right, this is the last one. This might be the wildest clip Richard pulled for us. It's a naked guy on acid freaking out. Here you go. Maybe I will watch There's this There's a naked show. guy running around punching people, and there's definitely something going on. I got this on. I got this on. He doesn't have pants on either. No. What the? F what did Timothy Leary say about acid? Tune in, drop out, and uh, oh my God, that ain't just acid, man. That's a guy. I think he did acid and then got bitten by a radioactive raccoon. He's probably got superpowers. He said, "Hold me. Who are you? Hold me. Hold me. What the?" F Oh, God, right. being a cop. All right. What, what's going on? Uh, we took some acid. He's yeah? Yeah. He, How'd you end up naked? Uh, okay, it, it, yeah, it's acid, right? Yeah. Oh, you Are they it. all naked? Everybody? <laughs> I, I, think, I think him and his buddies, yeah, <laughs> we might have been naked. naked. A, lot of, a lot of shenanigans occur when you get naked. <laughs> well, a lot. you do something, and the first thing you think of is, like, I got to get naked. Fucking awesome. Pesky clothes. <laughs> Officer Stern is here. He, what did you just say? Hold me? Okay, I'll hold you. <laughs> I'll hold you in contempt. I'm going to help you. <laughs> I'm going to help you right now. I'm going to give you so much help, you'll never do acid again. Uh, hey, there's a kid on the phone, 14 years old, says he does a Trump impression. I'll give him a shot. All hey, right. Daniel. Daniel from Pennsylvania, everybody. Welcome him. He, my man's a, a young impressionist. Is that what you want to do with your life? Become an impressionist? Yeah, Howard. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Oh, uh, yeah. So I have a pretty good Donald Trump impression I would like to, uh, to show you. How long have you been working on your Donald Trump impression? About two years now. Nice. You know, All right. uh, a lot of people rushed while Trump was president to come out with a Trump impression. I like you. You waited so long, you waited till he was out of office. He's not even president anymore. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Well, I've heard a lot of people do Trump. Some are better than others. Uh, I'll, I'll be. You want me to be honest with you, or you want me to, because you're a kid, you want me to take it easy on you? I want you to be totally honest with me. 
All right. Go ahead, Daniel. I'll give you the floor. All right. Hello. My name is Donald J. Trump. I was one of the best presidents of the United States. And to be honest with you, I was way better than Sleepy Joe. But Sleepy Joe, he was just too pathetic, in my opinion, you know. <laughs> you know, he, it's like Burger King. Nobody likes Burger King. Everyone goes for McDonald's. You know what I mean? Let me tell you something, Ted. You know the it factor? You got it. You got it. <laughs> you know what I want to know? Who discovered him? Uh, yeah, Have you been doing Me? this impression for somebody else? Don't do it for anyone yeah. else. I'm going to sign you to an... Ex- oh, you did it for someone else. Who did you do it for? No, Another no, morning I'm show? Not doing it for, I'm not doing it for anybody right now, actually, at all. No. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Well, keep that to yourself because, uh, you know, I don't want anybody grabbing you before I can get you to an exclusive contract. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank, thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Look at it. Daniel, you. all the way in Pennsylvania, young impressionist who's coming up on the outside. He's already got a perfected Trump at 14. You do anyone else? Is that else? the only impression you do? Yeah, right now, yeah. I'm trying. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can do your father pretty well, too, Howard. Go ahead. Let me hear that. I can tell you about what? that. What? What, you boy? What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> both are equally. Uh, they're both equally the same. Both are uh, good. Yeah. Sandal, I thought uh, that, uh, yeah. How are you at drumming? Do you live in a uh, in a warehouse? Locker. <laughs> all right. Thank you, nah, Daniel. There's... Nah. All right, Daniel. You're on to something. You're on to something good. Keep up the, the good work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I learned one lesson on America's Got Talent. He's off the phone now. I could talk. I, I don't make kids cry anymore. It was too much for me. Too much. That couldn't have been real. Maybe somebody. <laughs> Was like pulling your leg. Now, when I was young, I was a gifted impressionist, as everyone knows. Uh, Fred, play that tape of me doing Batman and Robin simultaneously <laughs> when I was a young man. Uh, it's going to take me a little to find it. Hold on. Go ahead. Uh, no rush, Fred. Uh, take that all the time. That should be at your fingertips. That was so brilliant. No, right. you should have that by your side at all times. <laughs> yeah, it, I was a young man, probably around uh, Daniel's age. When my talent began to emerge, I remember when my parents heard this, uh, they were so happy they bought me a tape recorder because uh, I, they were able to capture some of my young brilliance. Yeah. Thanks to their, um, well, thanks to their good graces, we're able to see how I was born gifted. This that, is amazing uh, to have this kind of record of an artist as he's developing. I'm this afraid is we've like, run into a little trouble. It's the music man. Fiend again? I'd like you to come down right away. Right away. We'll be there in a minute. And the back yeah. car starts zooming off. That now, the arrival a- at yeah, the police it. station. See? That was me. You doing were a- the narrator? Sound effects? And sound Batman effects, yeah, and the and car. Sound effects. You are like yeah. Michael Winslow, the guy from yeah. Police Academy movies. I did all the impressions and even did automobiles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My friends used ever- to call me Rich Little Talent. And I always took that as a compliment. Did you ever play that for your parents? Like, would you play it back? My parents had no interest in uh, listening to anything I did. Uh, believe me, they yeah, I sat alone in my room with a reel of tape in your hands. They didn't go, "Oh, what have you done, Howard?" Let's One time, listen. Th- 
the first time I shared anything with my father, I sent him a tape of my college radio show. I got back a five page critique <laughs> that would have made that would have brought you to your knees. Oh, hmm. there was there was nothing good. <laughs> he told me to get, stop broadcasting. <laughs> I always appreciated the encouragement. You have no talent, and uh, stop saying "aw." And I never heard a radio show like this ever. I thought it was innovative, but what do I know? But no, um, my dad was a lot like Simon Cowell. He felt uh, he wanted to critique. I don't know that he was wrong. In fact, if uh, I don't think anyone would have seen any brilliance in that. But he I'm never thought running- that he could break your will, you know, and maybe <laughs> no. he should soften up. <laughs> I'm afraid we've run into a little trouble. It's the music man. Fiend again? But I'd like you to come down right away. Right away. We'll be there in a minute. Yeah. And the back car starts zooming off. See, now I'm the announcer. It's amazing because I can distinguish yeah. who's talking because your voice yeah. changes so much. Well, yeah, I was aware of character <laughs> development. <laughs> This is a car. It sounds just like a car. I mean, a Batmobile, high-speed car. There I crashed. See? Now I'm back on. There. I remember recording this. Now at the arrival at the police station. Do you see what I mean, Batman? You don't catch the music see? man. Gotham City will be a wreck. Batman, what are we going to do? I right. think he's in for business, the music man. Oh, wait till I get my hands on him. I think this will use a little bat trickery. A little bat trickery. Right, Mm. Batman? Well, we better be going now if we want to catch that music man. I'm sure most of you realize by now what I'm attempting to do is to imitate Adam West and uh, the guy, Dick Robin, Dick Grayson. That's right, Burt Ward. That's correct. You could see the signs of greatness in this performance. What was with Goth Ham? Yes. Uh, notice what I did. I switched the name around to Gotham City so I wouldn't be sued. <laughs> uh, I guess they heard it. Right. Gotham City. Yeah. <laughs> also, I was uh, familiar with many of the comic books and uh, knew the uh, correct pronunciation. It's like Awa. You don't say Agua. <laughs> it's Awa. Or Sabotage. Tsunami. Sabotage. Tsunami. All right. The signs of greatness were all there. Awa. 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 I'm going to play a, a, a tape for you when we get back. Tsunami. It's gonna, I got to take a break, but when I play this for you, it's going to blow your mind. You know, uh, you know Wolfie's mom, right? Of course. We had Alex Jones call Wolfie's mom. She was a guest on the Alex Jones show. It's unbelievable. Wow. That's right. Did you hear it? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh-oh. Wolfie's mom is, is awesome. I love Wolfie's mom. She's my new favorite whack packer. I love her. <laughs> there isn't a conspiracy theory she doesn't buy into. Wow. <laughs> Poor Wolfie. Wolfie's such a great guy. Don't you think Wolfie's a great guy? I think oh, Wolfie's, Wolfie's a great an awesome guy. guy. Yeah. 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 How's he so normal? I don't know. I know. It's almost I, like he, he, you know, every once in a while there's, uh, like a couple that may be challenged mentally and they have a perfectly normal child. Yeah. You know, that's that kind of thing. It's just an outlier. 
I keep waiting for Wolfie's fucked upness to show. You know, like there's got to be something wrong with him. Yeah, of course. Although you think he shocks I, his balls like yeah, I don't know. I, or does something weird? I have friends who are like what I consider to be normal, and I know their parents, and I go, it's got to come out some way or another. I mean, they, you can't be raised in that kind of whacked out. Cause your mom's out there, Wolfie. No offense. I hope you're not taking offense to this. You're not telling me anything I don't know already. I, I, I live mean, with it. I mean, Wolfie forbids his mom from seeing his kids, so I'm not saying anything out of school, right? <laughs> When's the last time you let her in the house? Oh, in the house? It's years, years. Right. Uh, we, 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 we <laughs> well, did, where do you see her? <laughs> uh, so we, we went camping recently, and I allowed her to come over to see the kids, but it was outside, so I could, I and see. I was there to monitor everything. <laughs> did she see that, say anything fucked up, or she at least was on good behavior? That day she was on good behavior. Yeah, we, 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 I've told her time and time again, no politics. We can't talk about Trump. We can't talk about anything. So she, she, right. she behaved. Dude, I got to tell you, when Alex Jones put her on her, on his show, it was fucking magic to my ears, music to my ears, I should say. And, uh, I, you know, it was fucking great. Unbelievable. Let me take a quick break, Wolfie, and then we'll feature your mom. She's, she's awesome in this. Uh, she's a star. She's a star. I, I couldn't, I was there, but I, I could not, I have no idea what's going to be played today. I could not hear it again. It was, it was too painful. Co, co-workers were messaging me how sorry they were. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm so sorry. Like that, that hurt even worse. Cause like oh, that shows dear. how bad this is. Did your mom, has your mom been vaccinated at all yet or is she still not? No, of course not. Nope. I not wish they had either. a vaccine for what she actually has, you know? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'll give you a little tease to this bit because I do have to take a break. When we come back, Wolfie's mom, now I had to cut this down, but the full tape, Wolfie's mom and Alex Jones were on the phone for two hours. Wow. All right. Two fucking two. hours. They two hit it hours. off. So two hours, but of course you'll hear. Just some clips from the two hours. I've heard the full thing. It is awesome. The whole thing. <laughs> Can I tell you something, Richard? Awesome. Yes. Richard, yes. me too, uh, because I'm a fan of Wolfie's mom and Alex Jones. I got to tell you, uh, I'm thinking about playing the whole thing as a special on Howard 101. And, and it is great. special. You never heard anything like it. <laughs> it. It just it just kept getting worse. Like when I thought it hit the low, like okay, it, it can't get any worse than this. It it topped itself over Ooh. and over. It's so horrible. <laughs> this is a, a big buildup, but I think in this case we're not over hyping it. But uh, okay. you'll be the it's judge. Worthy of this buildup. Yeah. When we come back, yeah. Wolfie's mom is in full force with her buddy Alex Jones. <laughs> For over two hours, you don't, you won't hear the full two hours. You might get it on the app, which, by the way, we've been putting some awesome things on that SiriusXM app. You check it out. We know what's happening here, and uh, we're trying to put that shit out as fast as we can because we know how much you love shit, and we got plenty of it. <laughs> yeah, in fact, Richard just shit his pants. One of the best songs I've ever heard. Girl, Marin Morris. What a fucking song. What a hook. Hey, what a guitar. I mean, everything about it's perfect. And she ain't too bad on the eyes. Let's say that. Or the ears. Hi, Robin. I wonder if Marin Morris ever does porn. I'd like to see her maybe go down on another woman. Uh, any shot of that? No? Okay. Uh, the mics aren't on, I hope. I mean, Whoa, people would think that's that was a, disgusting. Yeah. That's a left turn. No, you know what? I, 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let me see if I can get this thing on track. Now, nah, what I'm saying is, uh, I was watching porn yesterday, as a matter of fact, and a uh, very respectable uh, teacher, female, was uh, sitting there masturbating. <laughs> uh, the, the classroom was empty. It was after school. In the classroom. And, uh, she had her. Uh-huh. And she had her mini skirt hiked up, and uh, she was rubbing herself, and a, a female student came in who was heavily tattooed, and uh, she goes, what oh, my God. What age are we talking about goes, here? They're pretending to be. <laughs> I think high school, but clearly these two, two have seen a lot of life. And, uh, <laughs> well, one thing led to another. The, the student was like, I came here for extra help, but I can see you're busy. Shouldn't you be doing that at home? And the teacher said, yes, I should be doing this at home. This was improper, but, uh, uh, and you should see what this teacher's wearing. I mean, practically nothing. And uh, she's wearing a see-through shirt to the school. You know, and it's one great. The dialogue is always so amazing. <laughs> and I love it. 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 Jesus Christ, I hope I got the urine off my hands. For some reason, I don't know what's going on. I was peeing, and my I, my pee looks like a sprinkler. It's coming out everywhere but in the toilet. It was going left, right. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Now i got to wipe the whole toilet off. I don't want Beth to see this. So, um... Why do you bother trying to hit the toilet? Just pee on the floor and then wipe the <laughs> Just pee in my pants. It'd be cleaner. <laughs> oh, my God. I, um... I, so, I had to wash my hands. You know, normally I balance my penis on my underwear so I don't have to wash my hands. I, don't, I never touch my penis. Right. But now I had to touch urine, so then I had to wash my hands, and I'm like washing, washing, because you're supposed to wash thoroughly for 20 seconds on each side, and then don't ask. So I'm the, that's why I was late coming back from the commercials. <laughs> uh, busy, like, trying to hose down the bathroom after I pee. Fucking crazy. <laughs> Amazing. Everything's Would a, would everything's a urinal crazy. help in there, or is, or is the urinal? Yeah, I'm thinking of it. Even going to help? No, a urinal would help. Yeah, I I tell you, the other day I'm I'm urinating in the urinal, and all of a sudden I feel like wet on my thigh, and I'm like, I realize somehow my pee is like reversing direction or something, and I don't even know how it happened. I had to clean up that. Sheesh! I'm like, there's a urinal here. It's coming out. I don't even know how I did it. It's like a superpower. Uh, well, that's what I was wondering. I Do your pants ever get wet? Yeah, my underpants sometimes. Yeah, and I had to change the other day. It was fucking crazy. I mean, wow. I'm like, what is happening to my body? My body's betraying me. I don't need a urine. Maybe there's some like kind of stone in there or something. You don't feel anything. No. No, I don't feel anything. Don't say that. I don't want that. Well, I'm just wondering why would you be shooting all over like a sprinkler? I guess my penis is all like um, nestled and like I cross my legs during the show and stuff, and I think it like uh -huh, fucks with the uh -huh. little opening and and everything oh. just starts coming out different directions. Maybe I have theories, but uh, I came up with a new word the other day. I was, I was sitting in the bathroom and I came up with the word ass water, and you say, "Well, what's that?" That's the water that is squirted back into the bowl after the Toto toilet shoots a stream into the rectum. In other words, well, how many people it, they, have that deal going on? In Japan, everyone has a Toto toilet. <laughs> Here, I'll use it in a sentence. 
the other day, a bit of ass water dribbled onto my taint and caused a slight irritation. <laughs> yes, uh, oh Lisa, God. you're on the air in Massachusetts. Not a sentence you want to say. Hey, Massachusetts. Howard, Lisa, I wanted to say that those women who claim they'd rather date a rat or Johnny Depp, they're fucking insane. I've talked to you before. Right. I think you're incredibly sexy. Okay, you're my hall pass, but I have good news for you because you're thinking, oh, God, you're that sick. I got a hundred jars of CMOS. I filled the tub with it. I soaked in it for five days in fasting. And now I'm a fucking knockout, Howard. So, Robin, I wanted to thank you. That CMOS is great. I look like I'm 20 years younger. I lost 30 pounds. There you it's go. Amazing. All right. Robin, so, uh, Robin yeah, uh, turned transform. the audience onto her new regimen, many new regimens, but one of them, CMOS, Robin is using. And uh, Lisa mm -hmm. took Robin's advice and now is hot. She's dropped how many pounds? 30. 30 pounds. <laughs> Listen, Howard, I didn't, I'm teasing, but I, I did buy some sea monsters. I did. You know I'm teasing. You, you know. Well, Lisa, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I have. I suffer from low self-esteem. I don't think I'm that hot, but you say I'm hot, no, and you're, you're hot, so and hot. I'm your whole pass. You saw me. I'm going right. to listen. You said you fuck me, and the thing is, Howard. Yep. Those women. Okay, here's the thing, and I'm going to tell you something. So I was Go talking ahead. to a friend of mine, and and she mentioned you to like a group of women, and they're like, "Ew, Howard, this and that," and I, they're like, "When's the last time you listened to Howard?" They're like, "Oh, like in the '80s," and I'm like, "Well, you know, people change. It doesn't mean that I thought I've always loved you, right?" But I think people don't understand that people grow and people change and people get stuck on this certain attitude of you and it just follows you, right? And it's not. Yeah, fair. I mean, I tell your friends, I just, that. I just did a wonderful bit on uh, ass water and uh, <laughs> I've changed a lot. And so then, there you go. Yeah, ass He's coined a new word. Tell them I have a new word, a new word in the dictionary, <laughs> ass water. How Thank I you. One more question. I promise. And this will be my last call. If quickly, I, I quickly. Ask, I have to get to Wolfie's I, okay, mom quickly, and then quickly, I, quickly. I, yeah. Okay, quickly. Okay, so I've read that people who undergo a lot of trauma growing up, they're more resilient if they have at least one adult in their life that they can go to or they can count on. And you and Robin, to me, have an incredible amount of resilience. Was there one person that you felt no. like an adult that you could know? Okay. That's no, what I, I hated. I never reason. turned to an adult for anything. I learned at an early age, adults will betray you. I was afraid of adults. Oh, I never had a, I never had a mentor. I never had anyone I could turn to for any kind of meaningful advice. And I am uh, still uh, sick of it. Now I suffered many traumas. I lived yes. in tough neighborhoods. And I never once thought to go to an adult for help. Wow. Because they well, didn't, didn't offer me any solace. The, uh, yesterday I was sitting and I remembered an incident in high school, uh, that, uh, I, I guess I had pushed out of my mind of a guy who attacked me and almost cost me my life. Oh my and God. I never once thought to go to an adult. Wow. I would go to my room and live in a fantasy world. And if uh, I have a message for anyone out there, try to uh, quit judging your kids and try to at least just be there for them. Yeah, I'm actually that go-to parent for my daughter's friends. Like, they all have my text number because their parents are all assholes. And they don't listen to them and they hate that they're gay and they're just, they don't get everything. And so, all I right, all right, all right, you're wonderful. Thank you. Okay, no, goodbye. No. Yeah, I'm gonna sit and listen. I'm the one. I'm the go-to parent. Hey, hey. Huh? The go-to parent.
No one ever gave you any good advice. You never heard Zero. it by accident. Nope. <laughs> the first time I remember an adult being reasonable with me wasn't until I got to college and there was one professor who I liked because mm -hmm. he saw me and he was very kind to me. That's it. Well, that's a shame because I have to say I didn't have one mentor, Zero but in point. different parts Zero. of my life, somebody gave me some good advice. And, you know, mm -hmm. I hardly knew them, didn't know why they were taking the time to talk to me, but I did get good advice in different places. I am completely self-made. <laughs> well, I, I literally think I I'll wouldn't tell you, have been here without those people. I I remember I was receiving a beating at Roosevelt High School, and uh, the the shop teacher threw chalk at me. He helped the student beating me. <laughs> now I'm not joking, <laughs> even though it's tremendously funny. The guy winged me with chalk because he was afraid of the guy beating me up. He told me to sit down. I go sit down. I'm in the middle of being choked. I can't breathe. What a fuck! Well, but I the was professor, what? The professor who helped me, his name was a. Uh, who was nice to me, he gave me a lot of encouragement, was Jim Wilcox. Huh. That was his name. Very, very lovely man. Um, I remember I contacted him a few years ago, and uh, he said, oh, I apologize, I do not remember you. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. But, but that's I a remember good thing, because he was good to everyone. That's, there you go. <laughs> but, I, Howard, I was almost in a gang fight. There you go. When I was see, a kid. Right. And this person who didn't, didn't even live in our neighborhood he was dating one of the women who lived in the neighborhood and he called all the kids in to her house and we sat in the living room and he talked us out of the gang fight and i was like see that man's nice. absolutely right what I never was had i that. thinking that's the craziest thing i ever heard i never had that i had just yeah. the opposite experience i had an adult uh take out his gun and say we have to go fight and uh, he brought me to guard a temple and i was like this guy's gonna kill somebody and i, I got the fuck out of there how to think wow. for myself robin yet yeah. all right wow. listen I, pro I it's getting late in the show and i did promise you wolfie's mom on alex jones yes i want to hear that no i could really fuck your head up and say well wait till tomorrow and i'll do it then don't you, would you have to dare wait. you would have to wait 24 hours <laughs> I should do that. Why shouldn't I do that? Oh, my God. You gave us such a buildup. But it's time to end the show. So I, uh, was, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. I can't wait to hear why everybody's so sorry for Wolfie after hearing this. Let me think if I want to do it now. All right, I'll do it. Because I love my audience so much. Thank you. Anyway, hey, Wolfie, you want to join in for this? It's I know it's painful for you, but it is great. So you're going to be all right, dude. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to ride it and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, Wolfie's mom is a trip. Wolfie's mom's like refusing to get vaccinated. You know, she's all in on all the conspiracy theories. Wolfie's, you know, all jokes aside, Wolfie's had a hard time with his mom because, you know, She's like, why can't I see my grandchildren? And, and Wolfie's like, hey, because you're fucking nuts. But I love bad Wolfie's influence. <laughs> yeah, Wolfie. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and, and she's, you know, God bless her. She's a strong woman. She uh, she has her beliefs and she sticks to them, Wolfie. 
Oh, she does. Yeah. You, you, you can't persuade her to think differently. That, that does not happen. It is amazing that you didn't fall into the similar type of thinking. I, I applaud you and that you uh, kind of rose above your circumstance. But remember, though, so she only the, the political stuff that only happened in, in 2015, 2016. She prior to that, she, she had no interest in politics or conspiracy theories. I mean, she's always been weird. I mean, don't get me wrong, but not in that way. Right. Yeah, because if your mom's on the deep end with these conspiracy theories, there must have been other strange things going on. Yeah, in the there house. should have been I mean, signs before now, right? right? You don't have enough time to go through all the strange stories that I can tell you. <laughs> she found her people, though, when Trump came to power, I guess, and she really felt empowered and, and emboldened to express herself. Is that right? She That's what I find. to something now. Her, yeah. her community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she has purpose now, too, because she's she's researching and exploring and finding out all these theories does she have the maga hat does she wear one of those does she uh she's a trump cardboard standee in her living room wow wow well you know i find that the the real result of trump is that people who were on the fringe you know the QAnon types and all now feel very comfortable saying stuff like you know hey fuck gays no gay marriage or they you know you know fuck abortion fuck you fuck your rights uh it's like a new era of of, of uh, emboldened kookiness you know what i mean they like everyone no one's afraid to say anything that is the least bit offensive i mean everyone is just uh, it's a free-for-all out there it's the wild west you know your words just go and everyone says whatever they want i was watching a woman being interviewed on tv and she said this election was on, you know, talking about Trump. The, the election was fixed. It was rigged. It was, and I was like, well, you, there's no evidence of that. And you're still carrying on. And, and there's no reasoning with this kind of, uh, of, of person, you know? No, I, I saw something the other day, Howard, and I said, I really can't believe this. They were talking to young women who are Trump supporters. And they said, what happened on January 6th? And they said, January 6th? I don't know. Hey. I watched that January like, stick. My blood yeah. boils, you know, but yeah, I, I, but I, they I, were I can't like tell you. Oblivious. They didn't know that anything had happened. She's been kicked off of Facebook multiple times and it's like a badge of, <laughs> it's a badge of honor. Like, like, like being a bad person, like people encourage. Why was she kicked more. off Facebook? I mean, who's following your mom? I mean, what happened? Just just like really wacky theories. And I guess somehow that gets monitored and they, they suspend the account. It's happened multiple times. Anyway, so your mom thinks the 2020 election was stolen. The Clintons are pedophiles. Um, there's a Mexican caravan filled with rapists and cartel members who are going to attack us. She's saying, on uh, how did they it. recruit the rapist? Are you a rapist? Get on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have a screening process. Um, anyway, so we figured she was ripe for a prank call from our Alex Jones impressionist. Yeah. We told, um, uh, Steve, of course, uh, does the Alex Jones. So great. Steve Nowicki. We told Wolfie's mom, Barb, that Alex heard her on our show and wanted to book her as a guest. So they called your mom, Wolfie, and they said, look, InfoWars thinks you're terrific. And your mom bought it hook, line and sinker. She was anxious to be on Alex Jones. Did she know who Alex Jones was? Is that somebody she follows? She she knows who he is. I don't know how much she follows him, but she absolutely knew who he was. Well, to make it as real as possible, we produced an entire fake Alex Jones show, including commercials and games and more. 
And um, all right, so here's the Alex Jones show featuring Wolfie's mom. And here it is. Uh, Alex started his show by introducing Wolfie's mom to his audience. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. Infowars.com, PrisonPlanet.tv. We are here live. One of the things I want to start the show with is we all know the deep state DJ, Howard Stern. He's got one of his globalist goons on the show, this guy Wolfie, who has a mom who is very sensible, well-spoken, anti-Soros, anti-criminal elements in the government who use corruption to steal elections. I want to thank uh, Wolfie's mom. Thank you for coming on the show today. You are live on Infowars.com. Infowars.com. Hello. Yeah, and by the way, Howard calls you. He brings you on. He calls you Wolfie's mom, like that's your name. I'm going to treat you with respect. I'm going to call you Barb. Barb, how are you dealing with a son who is helping push this horrible vaccine and this horrible global takeover? I told him, uh, don't ever forget your roots. I'm actually praying that he can actually, Wolfie can actually uh, have Howard Stern see the light. Going to have to do a lot of praying, Barb. Well, they hit it off these two almost immediately. Barb was extremely impressed that Alex Jones claimed to have read every book she mentioned during the interview, and she liked oh. that very much, you know, because Barb <laughs> does her research. Um, so anyway, in the show, and again, this went on for two hours because we endlessly love to fuck around like this. Uh, Alex asked Barb to play a true or false game. And she did so well, she won an InfoWars supplement made from elk piss. <laughs> That's right, elk urine. Uh, and here it is. Does Hillary Clinton eat babies? Well, according to the laptop, I would have to say yes. That is a good one. You're a good one, Barb. Is the Earth flat? Yes or no? Uh, it's more of a disc shape, I think. But discs are flat? Well, yeah, they are sort of. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yes. Now, let me ask you, did we land on the moon in 1969, as the government said we did? Well, that's funny that I just actually was researching this yesterday. Quickly, 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 Barb, quickly, quickly. Oh, no, we did not. Well, Barb, because you're so good, I do want to send you home with some of our products. I want to send you the Ultra Elk Urine. It's the 5,000. It's new and improved formula. Barb, would you promise me that you would drink some of this elk urine? Oh, I definitely would. Yeah, I, yeah I'm always like trying to research, and I learned a lot from you just today with that, too. Is this the first time you're hearing this, Wolfie? <laughs> I, I like I said I, I I was there for when when the call happened, but it was so painful. I just I did wanted to avoid this until hearing it now, and it, like this is painful. Like the, yeah. the flat Earth, I, it just it's unbelievable. Like that's my mom. <laughs> that's my mom. You know, I came from her. <laughs> I know, I know. Isn't it unreal? Oh I'll my tell god! You. But she's going to drink elk piss, and that can help. I mean, sometimes well, you straighten yourself out. she's going to research it, but, you know, she learned from Alex that uh, that's going to be good for her. Well, Wolfie, hold on to your hat. It got worse from there. Alex oh, and Barb's hit it off so much. <laughs> the two of them um, started to bond over the conspiracy theory that Michelle Obama is actually a man. And, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> they, these two were in heaven. 100% confirmed Michelle Obama's a man wearing a wig. Tell me a little bit about what you know. What's your intel on Michelle Obama? 
Well, like you see a bulge there, you know, most women don't have, uh, most women really, no women really have that. And, uh, I mean, it's okay if she wants to be that way, but don't lie about it, you know. Uh, just be honest. Just I'll say, Barb, it's a, it's a little bit uh, liberal progressive of you to call call him she. I will say that. That's a, that's You're raising some red flags here, Barb. <laughs> I have no respect for, for her, you know. Yeah. Well, um, did you know your mom was such a big researcher when you were growing up? Because she does a lot of research. I don't I mean. No, never until, like I said, until recently. She tells me that there's days she'll spend two hours a day just researching things. And, and it's nonsense. Like, she's not learning a thing, but this is what she does with her time. Well, Wolfie's mom and Alex Jones discuss Hillary Clinton's pedophile ring. So I guess that's the kind of shit she's looking into because she knew a lot about it. She knew yep. a lot about that? She knew a lot about that, 9-11, um, Afghan Viagra boy trade. Um, yeah, January 6th, the Las Vegas shooting, uh, George Bush coordinating the JFK assassination and more. I mean, it discussed everything. I mean, and your mom researches more than scientists trying to cure cancer. I mean, just, she actually puts in yeah, more physical hours. <laughs> so during the show, Alex and Barb read a commercial for his Liberty Food Buckets. And she read a bunch of fake product names. Your mom was way into doing the commercial endorsement for uh, Alex Jones. Here we go. It is so important that we stick together and we be vigilant and we be questioning everything, quite honestly. Hey, Barb, uh, we sent you a commercial for Liberty Food Buckets, one of our high-selling products here at InfoWars.com. Would you be able to read that commercial for us really quick, Barb? Okay. Okay, go ahead, Barb, whenever you're ready. Uh, stocked up for the impending civil war with Liberty Food Buckets. Taste all the great flavors by our chef, Salty Loads. Taste Chunky Loads yogurt, Salty Loads cream pie, and thick milky ropes. You'll be saying yummy, yummy. I've got Salty Loads in my tummy. Stock up now before it's too late. Infowars.com. Wow. Infowars.com. I got to be honest, Barb. I've never tasted loads before. And after this read, I'm going to try them. I think a lot of people are going to be eating loads after this. You, you made them sound very delicious. So thank you. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it does sound good, isn't it? Infowars.com. And at one point, wealthy, uh, Alex and your mom prayed together. And they got so worked up, they both started speaking in tongues. Oh, my. Did you know that, Wolfie? I've I've heard a talk about this in the past that I that she does believe that she has this ability. All right, here you she, go. Is she very religious? She go to church on Sundays every Sunday and all that. She does, but again, that the that is so complicated that the history of of my mom going to church is again it would take hours to explain all this. Oh dear. Uh, well, here's uh, well, I'll tell you what. Alex Jones and uh, Barb were speaking in tongues and doing a doing a beautiful thing and praying. Yeah, just stay strong. Stay strong until the rapture comes because it's coming. Jesus is coming for you, and when He comes for you, you'll see the power of Jesus, and you will repent for the sins you've done against humanity. <laughs> Barb, let us speak in tongues together. Go ahead, Barb. Go ahead. Holy Spirit, Father, Holy Father, and it's through you, Father, that they can see the truth. Father, 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 
Jesus, Jesus oh, Christ. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Makalaka hi, Makahini ho, he left out. I know. <laughs> he forgot the words. <laughs> oh, this is rough. Alex I'm, Jones I'm, could be, he could become your stepdad, I think. I'm, I'm crying, and I don't know if it's sadness or, or it, like, and some of it is funny, but this is, this is brutal. <laughs> this is so Dude, hard. I see you, I see you crying. I guess you don't see the humor in it. I don't blame you. I don't, and, and there's nothing I can do about it. That's the, like, nah. there's, n- there's nothing you can change. No, no. I'm thinking, you know, sometimes maybe you have the power to speak in tongues because sometimes you inherit <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, it is painful. She's waiting for a civil war. It's so sad. Well, I should play you this, Robin. Before wrapping up with Barb, Alex mentioned he recently interviewed a subhumanoid crab person on his show. And Alex asked Barb to give a message of hope to crab people. So here's the exciting moment from the fake Alex Jones show. I interviewed one of these uh, half man, half crab people. And it was one of the saddest interviews I've ever done on my show. I mean, the man, he can only click. Can you give a message to him? He, he speaks yeah. it in clicks, so just do it, do it in um in a click kind of speak, because that'll help Aww. him understand it. We're praying for you. We're praying for you, and we're praying for everybody. We're praying for our country. Thank you so much for coming in today, Barb. The fans love you. We really appreciate Thanks. it. Infowars.com. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. Have a good day. Godspeed, Barb. Infowars.com. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. It was a two-hour conversation, believe it or not. I was going to say, how did Steve keep that going for two hours? (laughs) Wasn't he exhausted? Didn't he run out of things? Uh-oh, it's Alex Jones. Infowars.com. Infowars.com. And Stern, you know, usually I come on here and I, I go at you. I want to thank you today because you blew your opportunity with Barb. You had a patriot in front of you. You had a freedom fighter. And now she's mine. You didn't see what you had. You took your lucky break and broke it into Stern. That's what you did with Barb. You stupid. Well, uh, first of all, I did not say that Barb couldn't be on my show. I don't know what you're talking about, but I got to admit, you and Barb really did hit it off. I'll give you that. And uh, and uh, a lot of interesting, uh, listen, I missed out on a lot of interesting radio. I hear your point. Okay, all right, so you got one over on me, Alex. And I'd like to say something to Wolfie very quickly. Shame on you, you demon son of a bitch. I don't even believe you're Barb's son. That woman's a saint, and you're a globalist demon. And by the way, please let your mom know the crab people were very moved by her kind words. It was very nice of her, what she said about them. You uh, feel you feel uh, Wolfie is a traitor, right? I mean, he's got this fabulous mom, in your opinion, who understands what's going on in the world. And Wolfie, uh, you know, this is what's happening with families, Alex. There are sons who don't agree with their mothers and mothers who don't agree with their sons and fathers who are out drinking. I mean, it's it's, it's a disaster, isn't it? That's what I keep telling people, the entire fan. Oh, by the way, hold on. The crab people want to say something to Wolfie. They're upset. Go ahead, crab people. 
Speak your truth. <laughs> yeah, uh, you I don't blame him for being upset either. I'd be upset too. He's well, yelling at uh, Goofy too. <laughs> Alex and Barb would make a great morning show. I do wonder if you two will team up again. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I think we will. And by the way, I should say, listen, there was a big announcement over the weekend. I should say my part on it. Everybody's talking about the Save the Babies Savings Sale. Ah, yes. Infowars.com. George Soros won't be eating any baby burgers this summer, but you can eat Liberty Food Buckets for half off, 20% off Bye Bye Baby Feast t-shirts, rub it in Hillary's demon face, and 30% off the Charcoal X2 Lung Cleanser. It's the ancient power of charcoal. You huff it in your lungs, cling out like oven cleaner. You gotta get the stuff. Infowars.com. Infowars.com. All right, uh, there he is. Uh, wow. They, uh, Bo, Alex sure gave it to, uh, gave it to you, Wolfie. He, uh, he says you're a demon, uh, the way you talk to your mother and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and Alex wants you to, uh, let your mom see the kids. That's it. That's, uh, I think that was his message. <laughs> Kicking me while I'm down. Yep. All right. Infowars.com. Infowars. Infowars. Infowars.com. Uh, thank you, Alex. All right. There he goes. Uh, Alex. Jones. Yes, Allie, you have the last word, and then uh, we're going to get out of here. Go ahead, Allie. Hey, Howard. Allie with the great phone connection here again. Um, I'm so sorry for Wolfie. I think his mom needs to do a little bit more than get it together. She is off her rocker, so I'm really sorry, Wolfie. Well, let's not say that. I mean, uh, it is Wolfie's mom, and we love Wolfie's mom, but uh, let's just say uh, Wolfie would prefer she stay off the phone with Alex Jones. And uh, have you ever have you ever thought of having your mom deprogrammed? You know, like get her. I, I don't. I don't sure know that it would work. <laughs> <laughs> they tried it. They tried it three times, and the deprogrammer jumped out a window. Yeah, unfortunately. All right, Allie, thank you for your uh, feeling bad for Wolfie, but Wolfie's doing just fine. He's going to be okay. Wolfie, thank you, and thank your mom for me. I appreciate having her on the show. Well done. Uh, and, and, and on all honesty, Wolfie, you're good, but your mom is uh, way better. I may have to replace you with <laughs> yeah, her. Which yeah. would be... We've been it's looking available. for new whack packers, Wolfie. We, we can't turn one down. That's right. All right. Wolfie, thank you and your mom, please. And, uh, and there you go. Uh, tomorrow, I do want to remind you, Horning History will be made live from the Sirius XM studios in Hollywood. Our resident pleasure experts, Ronnie the Limo Driver, Lenny Dykstra, go head-to-head in a sex trivia game we call Jep Horny. That's right, Jep Horny. Everybody loves it. Everyone wait, can't wait for it. Jep Horny. It's time for Jep Horny. Let's fuck some oh, baby. The slot was a slot.